IWC. Welcome to Wrestling on the Rocks, episode one. Again, I am Marv. Hey, hey, what's going on? Hey, we got Bishop with us today. Bishop, how's it going? It's going, man. Been sick for a couple days. Uh, sure, hey. your old co-host Kev would tell you uh, the kids get sick and then the parents get it worse. So it's one of those things. And the more kids you have, the more cyclical it becomes. Right. My sister's right. got uh, four kids, and I don't think I've ever seen them not sick. Right. <laughs> in years. Yeah. 100% of the time for years, it's been like, hey, do you want to come over? Is anybody sick? Yeah. Well, I don't know then. What do you mean? What do you mean? Yeah. Yeah, we're all getting sick. Like, just nonstop. Right. Right. So. Right. Yeah. That's how it goes, man. That's how it goes. Um. Last week was kind of a fun, a fun little break. The way that we did it, we we did a no show, had the bar closed up for Wednesday, and on Thursday, mentioned it a little bit that I was uh, likely already on the road when it all hit, uh, and it was um, because um, Thursday afternoon, right around twelve noon, we hit the road to go to California. Uh, producer lady's aunt was having a uh, what do you call it a, a surprise birthday party. And we thought, hey, we could make her there for that surprise. And then just an hour or so away is my grandparents. And they're moving out of that area by the end of the month. So it seemed like it might have been my last chance to get out there and uh, fulfill my grandfather's wish. He told me uh, right around Thanksgiving time that uh, I just never smoke cigars. 
And he goes, no. And he goes, but I always wanted to have a Cuban just once in my life. And he's 87 had just gotten out of the hospital that we didn't know if he was going to get out of. And I was like, well, that sounds like a mission statement. You know, grandpa tells you a bucket list item at 87. Fuck yeah. Fuck, get on it. Uh, so I did. I got a couple. I got three Cubans. My brother lives out in L.A. Uh, and these are legit. I had a friend who was going to Cabo who's super knowledgeable in Cubans and can spot uh, uh, a phony mile away. He was like, he's told me so many times about how, oh, you got to look out for this. You got to look out for that. And oh, sometimes the packaging's like this. And oh, and you can tell when they rebanned to something because of this. And I was like, Jesus, like, this is the dude, right? So, um, but I was thinking it might be the last chance to do that because my brother lives in LA and where they're moving, it's going to be very difficult for him to get to. And so I was like, told my brother i was like let's do it so me my brother my grandfather sat outside first time he'd be even been outside since the hospital and uh yeah we had a uh, had some cubans and made some memories and it was really cool it's first time the three of us had been in a room in 28 years holy shit yeah so that's why i didn't do a wednesday show so i could get enough work done to make sure that stuff like that can happen because hell yeah it was really cool man really that's- cool Awesome. That's fucking awesome. You know, we talked about it, I believe, on episode one about taking that time for yourself, taking those moments for yourself. Um, This is just some idiot show on the Internet. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, it was dope, dude. It was really cool. Just in time in the in the chat already. Cheers to just in time. Cheers. Um, But yeah, it was really cool. It was really nice. Um. I haven't posted the pictures yet. I'm going to post a couple because it's really cool. Uh, and then outside of that, we did the uh, Jericho Cruise Megasode, where, uh, or the Meg Podcast, I think I called it, where uh, it was funny. While Amanda was on the Jericho Cruise, she was telling me, like, I forget where I was. I think I was, like, going out to dinner one night. And she was all like, hey, I think I'm going to go. Oh, no, it was during SmackDown because uh, – she goes, hey, I want to go on IG Live right now. And I was all like, all right, just so you know, Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns are on TV together right now. And she, <laughs> and she goes, fuck, of course. <laughs> and then when SmackDown ended, we were getting ready to go out to dinner. And then she's all like, all right, I'm going to go live. And I was like, all right. And then at some point she was like, hey, do you want to connect or something like a whole bunch of stuff? And I was like, what are you talking about? What's going on? What do you really want? Because I'm not getting dinner. And she goes, oh, forget it. So then the next day she was like, Hey, the wrestling got canceled. I'm just I'm just drinking in my hotel room. Do you wanna go live? And I was all like, I don't, but we could record some stuff. Right. And so we figured it out. We got Zoom to work, so that's why it looks a little bit different and wonky during that per- period. Um and she just fucking runs down the first couple days of the cruise. Gets too drunk to talk, and so we cut it. <laughs> and, and, and then when she comes back, she kind of wraps it all up, and it kind of made this cool little, like, in the moment. She took a bunch of videos while she was there. Dude, she told me. She's like, oh, yeah, Sheeta's the greatest. I saw Sheeta at the bar crawl. She's so good. I want to talk to Sheeta again. And I was like, cool. Sounds like a good time. She recorded. It, it, was, an, it was basically an interview. It wasn't, like, in-depth. But she right. just she's just on her phone recording, and she starts each one. Hey, drinking buddies! She goes to the <laughs> all for the show, dude. She goes over to Sheeta, and Sheeta comes over, and she's all like, "Hey, 
Sheeta, this is for my podcast, you know, X, Y, Z. And then, you know, Sheeta goes, oh, okay. And so then Amanda just asks her a few questions and she just answers them and smiles and giggles and like, that's it. I was like, you just had an impromptu interview with like Sheeta for the show. And she was just like, okay. It's so funny. It's awesome. Yeah, awesome. it was cool. As I was going, Amanda's better at this than we thought. <laughs> I know, dude. I was like, the amount of times other people have said, like, hey, I want to do this for the show, or I want to, like, I mean, even back in the day with Clump and Kev, it was constantly like, oh, I was thinking I could do this for our YouTube and do this. And I kept telling everyone, do it. Just right. give me the raw footage. Just record anything and I'll pretty it up. And nothing ever came through. And the fact that we didn't ask Amanda to do anything and she sent me, like, dude, I had to find audio long enough to try and play underneath it because i just didn't want a bunch of dead air but it was like 10 minutes worth of video clips and photos that's just in the middle of the show of her just on the cruise having a good time and stuff and talking to people she got wardlow to say he'll have a drink with us so he's gonna end up in the intro or outro somewhere we gotta figure out how to splice them in because right now the way it works is so good on our intro it's like on beat dude yeah that's gonna be tough so, so yeah so now i gotta get wardlow in there and now i'm a wardlow guy He's show, so. so check it out if you haven't the jericho cruise megasode was actually way cooler than anything we've really put out i mean we've always we've had really fun shows consistently and we had a good time reviewing and bullshitting and all that but this is a real standout piece to me because it really is like she's just live from there she wants to give us content she's trying to make content she's so thinking about the show she was in wrestling on the rocks episode one shirt like it seemed like for days <laughs> just That's so awesome. many pictures and clips with it like it's so good dude she was putting this over and putting it over the show like a lot of fun so anyone who hasn't checked it out check it out awesome um but outside of that yeah because we we are like kind of two weeks behind in review we're not gonna go through the shows the same way we normally do and a matter of fact sometimes we do it abnormally anyway so we're going to kind of talk some storylines that are coming together uh was there anything news wise you know before we get into the news what's in your glass man what are you drinking uh just coffee today um no. you know been under the weather alcohol really doesn't mix with uh sickness too well unless you're trying to drown it all out so uh just coffee just coffee yeah what's nice in your coffee glass? too I got coffee. It's a big one of coffee, though, and I found a little shooter of Mezcal that's been sitting around the house I need to get rid of. So I dropped that in there. Just in case I need a refill. I brought the pot downstairs. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's good. There we go. There we go. There it is. So I'm ready. There it is. I'm ready. <laughs> Justin, I you know, I, I wanted to say it when, uh, but you kept going, but Justin threw some shade at Marv, man. Cheers, my friends, and to Marv. Is Marv not his friend? Good point. That is some shade. Fucked up shade on Marv. Marv, how do you feel about Justin? How do I feel about Justin? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So Justin gets, man. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I even swung by... I was out and about doing stuff yesterday. I even swung by. There's this uh, toy store in the mall that has like teddy bears and clothes for teddy bears. It's not Build-A-Bear because it does right. all sorts of other things. I, I walked in there to see if I could get a shirt from Mark, but they were like closed. <laughs> so like, fuck. <laughs> so can Amanda make them a shirt? 
I mean, we gotta have the right size to begin with. She's not a seamstress, I don't think, is she? I don't know. She makes doesn't she make gear for wrestlers or some shit, or makes little she fucking it. toy dolls? Doesn't she, she put bedazzle stuff? Oh. Well, maybe, maybe you're right. I don't know. I gotta get in. I gotta figure it out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, dude. So we're on the road to Sammy Mania. Mm-hmm. It is evident to all involved. Mm-hmm. For one, it's incredibly satisfying. Mm-hmm. High level satisfaction from an OG Sami Zayn fan like me. I still can't help but think from time to time about his rivalry with Braun Strowman. If that's what you want to call it. <laughs> Do you remember the peak of it? How he Funny got was... one over on Braun? How he won? How he got his win back? Yeah. Yeah. He's had to <laughs> by running around for 10 minutes. He had to not yeah. lose for 10 minutes. Yeah. And then he lost after 10 minutes. So it's like yeah. I remember during that whole story, Kev was just giving me grief over and over again. This is your guy. This is your guy. And I was like, fuck you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and then even uh, the stuff he did with Bobby Lashley was, you know, getting very similar. Um, stuff. Yeah. 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 No, it's a testament for standing up for yourself and, and really putting your, you know, betting on yourself, a la um, Xavier Woods, you know, his story with the New Day and everything. Mm-hmm. You know, if I can't get it over, then you don't need me. Um, and, you know, them taking a chance on Sammy, knowing that he could he could add value to something that all things considered, he shouldn't be a part of. Um, mm-hmm. It's tremendous. Yeah, and it's also a testament to kind of sticking it out um belief in that you know the talent talent rises to the top the cream rises you know as they say uh there's been no point in sammy's career that anyone would have ever in the business wise you know, because as fans, we all want our favorites to do everything, right? As soon as I, I like that guy, I want him to main event WrestleMania, win every championship in the world. Boom, done. I believe in him, right? But no one like in the industry would have looked at him, seen him, and said that guy is going to be contending for the main event in WrestleMania in a spot that months ago people were hoping would be The Rock. You know what I mean? Right. And I'm not saying people don't want it to be The Rock now, but I'm saying months ago, Sammy wasn't in the conversation. It was, how do we get to Roman and Rock? How do we get to Roman and Rock? And then it goes, well, what if you give me Roman and Cody? And everyone said, oh, that's great. We can finally yeah. get Cody and Roman. By a lot of people, I mean, if he'd stayed the whole year, you'd, no, I know, be, I know. you'd feel different. I know. You would. I know what you mean. It's that, me- that, that middle spot that makes yeah. some people non-believers, right? But he had, if he had not gotten that injury, you'd be on board, dude. I just, it was trending that way. Pros, it was trending that way. It was trending that way, and realistically, without getting into every detail, after the last two weeks of promos from Cody, do you not think if he had an extra six months on time, he couldn't have got you there? Maybe. It, it was I'm trending. Not saying that, it's again. a hard yes or no. No, I'm no, no. I, I get it. He's he's talented enough, but even what Cody ended up doing to Baron Corbin and how all that went down, I still don't feel it. Like it's it's it comes off so pandering and so predetermined as opposed to organic that it's it's in okay you know like because they have to rush it but i'm saying there's no there's no to me that like the quality is not there and we'll get there when we talk about other things but from sammy alone what i was going to get to when you were um you know really highlighting them i think sammy himself 
went from that's the guy who can wrestle his way to the top to like, oh, if he's in the King of the Ring tournament, Sammy can win that. He's yeah. in the an IC title tournament. Oh, Sammy can win that because it's about the wrestling. This is a guy who was undeniable in the ring who now brought himself to undeniable in a story. Because yeah. uh, we talked about it last time on episode one. Um, he's done most of this build without wrestling. That's incredible. Yeah. It's amazing, dude. His promo he did back and forth with Paul Heyman. I almost feel like we should just talk about Sammy at the end, but I'm going to open with it because it's just so good, man. We'll get other stuff out of the way as we go. The back and forth he had with Jay. The moments he had with Cody. Dude, talking about the Sammy story, we have to jump over to Raw for a minute. Can you think of a time ever where a promo segment a talking segment broke out in the middle of it into this is awesome chance. And I don't mean the anticipation of prior, yeah. right? Because like CM Punk debuts, this is awesome before he even speaks, right? Yeah, because yeah, it's not yeah. about what he's saying. It's about yeah. that. He's here this moment, right? Uh, even to go to like, um, I mean, I think of AEW because they get this is awesome chance all the time. Cause the fans are so fucking hyped for their stuff. Right. The Kenny and Daniel Bryan uh, moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. They they stand there staring at each other for minutes, getting this is Osman chance without moving because the anticipation, the moment doesn't matter what they do afterwards. They just have to not literally break an arm. Like just just don't fall down. Like you guys are. They want it that bad, right? This was two people talking in two parallel but seemingly about to collide storylines that broke out into a this is awesome chant, not with some debut coming in, not with some other person coming out and saying, oh, we didn't realize we wanted this. Just their talking took them to this is awesome chance. I can't think of a promo segment that's ever done that. Yeah, I agree. And uh, going back on rewatch, um, it actually happened sooner in the promo than I thought. And then I got this vibe from the Brooklyn crowd on rewatch that there was like 25% hijackers there where they just wanted to take over the show so that's right because every chant every single chant that happened during that promo faded so quick yes. so it, it didn't necessarily feel because I, I get it right like i'm trying not to be a hater of the cody sammy stuff i'm trying to i'm really trying to absorb it and take it for myself and when i when i hear that this is awesome within uh, them each saying a line i'm like well it can be and what's really cool about it is that it wasn't advertised, right? Like mm -hmm. nobody knew Sammy was showing up. Um, Cody wasn't advertised for a promo or a match. It's just under assumption he'd be there because he's been mm -hmm. on every show. So yeah, the fact that the segment came out organically and they had this moment, cool. But the crowd trying to hijack the moment like that, it didn't it didn't sour the promo, but like it also didn't elevate it. So I get what you're saying, like having this moment was definitely awesome, but it wasn't awesome yet, you know? So like the, this is awesome part could have been there, but by the time Cody lands his line on and you need to finish yours, it just felt so contrived. I, I didn't like, I don't need number one. I don't need Cody to tell me that Sammy needs to finish his story. I've been following Sammy's story since before Cody came here. You know what I mean? Cody's not a part of Sammy's story. Now he is because he's in the way of Sammy. But Cody wasn't talking to you. Cody was talking to Sammy. Sammy needed to hear it. And that's why Sammy was there. That's what even Sammy said. He got there because he just doesn't know. He doesn't believe. Cody 
wasn't giving the crowd necessarily. I mean, it's all for the crowd. He wasn't giving the crowd a reason to want Sammy. He was in kayfabe giving Sammy the fucking coach go get him speech. You know? No, I, I get that. And that's maybe that's my problem with Cody. Like what you're basically saying is this is a TV show with a live studio audience and they are performing for like they're putting on a performance and they're not talking to anyone. They're not talking to us at home. They're not talking to us in the crowd. They are performing with each other. Cody picks and chooses when he's going to talk to the audience and when he's talking to the performer and him going in between that, like, you know, I made a comment on last episode one that, you know, Cody puts his, his, his finger to his ear to get people to, you know, sing his song with them. And you, you heard Brooklyn do it. Um, will that happen in Memphis? Will that happen in Montreal? He's, he's finding these ways to pander to the crowd to get that support that he needs. And by all means, he does need it. Um, but him jumping in between talking to the crowd and talking to the performers, uh, it's a big disconnect for me. You know who else does that regularly? Roman Reigns, Paul Heyman. Like that's just a normal thing. Becky Lynch, Bailey, they all do that. They'll go between talking to the audience and talking to the performers. Like that's that's the game. You can't just talk to the audience and ignore the performers. You can't ignore the story. You have to acknowledge the audience at the right moments. And so to be this honest, is like Cody's, Bailey, this is like Cody's... Bailey doesn't even always recognize them all at the right times. She'll no, break she does the promo. She does it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, that's what trips her up in her promos. Um, Sometimes, yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, but like, so like when Becky, when Becky said, uh, when her and Bailey were going back and forth, they were going back and forth for the sake of the crowd reacting, mm -hmm. right? But they weren't talking to the crowd. But just like Cody's wrestling, how it has like these in-between moments, his promos have that too. So like he's going to get there. And like you said, had we had the months, would I be bought in? Sure, I would be bought in. But right now not, we have... But there's a better shot at it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I would... I think him and Sammy are on the same level and that level is one or two spots below Roman. So they're like, they're building towards this crescendo that's going to hit at this glass ceiling with Roman standing on top, looking down at him like, yeah, good for you guys, you know, uh, which his TikTok about the whole thing was fucking phenomenal. So great. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's, it's my, my, my belief in Sammy was already what Cody said. I think that's what I was getting at. So, okay. Yeah. And that's what Maybe, Cody was telling Sammy. Right. Because Sammy was saying, I don't know if I believe. And Cody was saying, they do. Montreal does. Bishop does what? at home. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's saying that he, he's saying, Sammy, you already got them. He was so acknowledging did, that. So was this, was that promo segment on Monday to give Cody the Sammy rub? Yeah, I think what it really was, was I think it was, a barometer it, not in Does brooklyn it, no because brooklyn gives you false sense that that's a good idea sure well i wouldn't say they give you a false sense that it's a good idea but they'll definitely shit on a good idea if they just really don't want it i'll give you that you know what i mean i'll give you that um the, the, i think they wanted to see is the crowd really split if you have a hot crowd like a brooklyn crowd are they really gonna say you know let's go cena cena sucks well, you heard them say it to Sammy, right? You can do it. No, you can't. 
It was very yeah. faint. It was very faint. That's why I said the crowd, the crowd was, it didn't feel natural. It felt like a big mix of hijackers and those who wanted to go along for the ride. But they didn't last, right? Because that was the other yeah. thing was that the, they didn't last hijacking. And you can't hijack a crowd no matter how bad you want to if you're a small enough group. When I was yeah. at uh, SummerSlam, and that's a, yeah. a bit of a reach just because it's such a large place. Uh, but I sat right behind a whole crew of people who consistently tried so hard to get AEW chants and AEW style chants and anti-Vince chants going. And no one, no one even like within earshot even picked up on it at all like everyone yeah. heard it you saw a ton of people turn around like fucking what's going on uh doesn't matter and if you can't other people won't if they don't want to right no matter how bad right. you want to so the idea that they were able to get this is awesome going arena wide is because everyone was feeling it the reason it wasn't going forever was because everyone was feeling it and they wanted to sit in it right right this is right. awesome this is awesome now sh- 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 Right, 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 which is what I thought made all of that so cool. And I think the part of it was that barometer of like, how hot are they for one or the other? And what are people coming away with? And like, fuck, I mean, I saw, I saw Rosenberg tweet a thing and I was like, but, (laughs) but the mentality is out there and it's reasonable. The mentality being that he goes, what if the rock costs roman at elimination chamber oh yeah and we get yeah and we get uh cody sammy for the titles one night and we get rock roman for bloodline on another night i don't know if i would want that or not but i would say that would protect all the big names yeah we would be kind of having our cake and eating it too uh it would be a peg down for both cody or for cody more than anyone because sammy would have that proverbial win over roman and cody would have never been the one to take him down um, which maybe you could get to at another date. Maybe Cody and Roman happens a year later at a mania. You know what I mean? And maybe it's like, oh, the match that never happened, right? Like maybe, the, but the mentality is out there is what I really mean. Yeah. Like people the, don't the know way what to, they want. The way to soften Roman to, to believably be beat is to get the titles off of him in some shitty way. This way, when he goes into a match, not as the champion, him losing – it gives you the credibility of beating Roman, but it doesn't bring Roman down all the way because he no longer has everything, you know? Yes. Um, yes. So. Yeah. I mean, it could work. It's just one of those things. And what I liked about it more than anything is that people are still trying to figure out how do we get our cake and eat it too? How do we get it all? We want Sammy Roman. We want Cody in the main event of WrestleMania. We want Roman in the rock. We want it all now. How do we figure it out? And the fact that people are just throwing out all these ideas. I don't know how many of them I would like or not like or any of that. But the regardless is Sammy, Cody, and Roman are all so hot right now that people are trying to figure out how do we get the rock in this? <laughs> you know what I mean? That, that's like, a great point. That's a great point. I, I do think, though, they, they should have taken one of the titles off Roman and put it in the chamber up for grabs. It, I, I, get, I get where we're going. But doing this with both titles and Roman, it's it's gonna to your point that you just said, like without having some fuckery, there's no way because you even mentioned this on basically every episode one. If if Roman double main events WrestleMania, night two is lessened. Yeah. 
by by victory or defeat doesn't matter yeah doesn't matter because if if roman wins it whatever happens to roman that person's getting a lesser roman on night two so they either lose to a lesser roman or they defeat a lesser roman and that's just you know yeah it's not fair but no uh justin even says in here uh, Cody backing Sammy does amazing for both of them. It basically has fans backing both of them to be the one to beat Roman in the end. That's what I mean. We've got everyone. No one knows what they want anymore because they want it all. Like, it's crazy. Sammy's gotten himself that hot in a world where he used to just say Olay with a mask on his head and jump off ladders. And he was just that goofy dude that everyone said you'd never make it in WWE because you're undersized and you don't talk. And he's talked himself into how do we get him to beat The Rock? like i just love this for sammy this is so great and kevin owens so let me ask you this though to justin's point people want to see them go for it right yeah sammy loses at montreal in montreal then what that's what i mean dude that's the that's what makes this pay-per-view coming up this premium live event this ple as we call it in the biz In wrestling jargon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The biz of making up news that's not real. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, I don't know what has to happen there to make anything make sense after. Like, how do you do anything? How do you give Sammy a loss that feels okay? How do you give him a win that doesn't just confuse you about what Mania is going to look like? Because, look, here's the other thing. This could be incredibly telling as a Triple H WrestleMania like site, right? Like what kind of WrestleMania does Triple H want? Because we know what Vince wants. Vince wants Cindy Lauper. He wants Aretha Franklin. He wants Johnny Knoxville. Well, he didn't want Johnny Knoxville. Sammy convinced him to do Johnny Knoxville. He didn't want it. And it was one of those things, Sammy, you better not fuck this up because this is it. If you don't, this doesn't work. I'm fucking done listening to you and your stupid ideas. How awesome was that match? Oh my god! It was. So... <laughs> I remember watching it and going because I. I mean, I've even had my run of jackass. I'm like, I'm you know, I'm kind of over it. You know, like it's just. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I watched was never it from super the inception. Into it. Yeah. yeah, but like, I like you, the first two. When it's funny, it's funny, right? Yes. So when the match happens, I'm like, okay, let's see. It was just the greatest time ever. It was just so much fucking fun. <laughs> So anyway, fun, <laughs> and you have Sammy to talk, was... every time you say the jackass match, you have to just talk about it and realize how much fun it was. Yeah, and Sammy was so good at putting that all together because you know, fucking nobody, nobody was in on that but Sammy. And and to be honest, I don't know who produced it, but my guess would have been Hurricane. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? And I don't mean that in a dig. I just mean that as um. The concept of Knoxville versus Sammy would be such a volatile, this could be the worst match of the fucking weekend. This could be a disaster. Who wants their hands on it necessarily? But I could see a Shane Helm saying, this sounds like a lot of fun that we could make really cool. And I want my hands on it. You know what I mean? Um, But I don't, but I don't know. And I'm uh, assuming a lot of stuff and I'm not back there and I'm not trying to talk down on anybody. I think they're all amazing, but Sammy goes from that to to. I don't know if Sammy versus Cody. I mean, can you imagine Sammy walking in with both titles to Mania to begin with? I mean, that already seems like ridiculous. That seems right. like two K 
22 stuff. Right. When I get the 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 2K games, the first thing I do, I go in because you can adjust stats. I go in and I max out Sammy and Bailey, and I start going through the games <laughs> as them. I do it all the time. I've always done it. They're they're all they're both like 99 in all my games. And so it's That's like funny. fuck yeah, because I just overpower them because those are my dudes. Yeah. But just this the the the. The mental gymnastics we have to do to imagine Sammy at the at headlining this thing isn't a knock on him. You know, I'm not saying he doesn't belong or deserve it. I'm saying he absolutely does. And that's what makes us exciting is we're all kind of wrapping our heads around. Like, can you imagine how good we feel? What I'm saying is we know Vince, how he books. He's booking The Rock versus Roman with a guest referee of a stone cold. You know what right. I mean? Right, right. Patrick. Yes. Yeah. Ring announcer. Some fucking Foley. No, not even Foley. Like some sort of like uh, like the weekend or fucking Rihanna oh, or some gotcha. shit. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Like he yeah, wants yeah. how much star power can we put in this where it's all like, hey, Rihanna's going to be there announcing a match. That sounds cool. You know what I mean? Right, like right. that's that's a Vince booking of mania. We've seen it time and time again. It's how we ended up with the rock or not with the rock with Stone Cold versus Kevin Owens to begin with. It's how we ended up with Vince versus Pat McAfee. Like, fuck. Unsanctioned it's Triple H, unsanctioned match. Unsanctioned, sure. yeah. Pat McAfee's undefeated at WrestleMania in sanctioned matches. In sanctioned matches. <laughs> <laughs> but on the flip, is Triple H going to be a much more hardcore wrestling fan friendly and teaching the rest of the audience, the casual audiences, that that's okay? Like, do, he's going to have to have both, right? Like, if he wants to, the way he's been yeah. doing stuff. Do you like I want to know, is Triple H going to be the guy to say Cody Rhodes, Sami Zayn, Marky, end of the night, night one, and then his his uh, uh, compromise is Rock Roman night two, right? Because you could make that happen, right? Is he going to say that Sami and Cody can main event the mania? Because that's what we want. That's how. Right. The, that's how the idiots on YouTube and on Twitter think. <laughs> that's what we want. The, yeah, the 5% yeah. of us that just want to spend hours a week talking about what we just watched for hours already this week, we're the ones who want Sammy Cody to headline. Right. right? My brother-in-law who watches SmackDown when he remembers it's on. Okay. That sounds cool, I guess. But if you tell him, hey, what about if Rock was there? Yeah, yeah but oh, that could be, oh, I like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. what's this, th- this build specifically? And especially like you said, Sammy showing up unannounced, theoretically three times this week. Yeah. He's the hottest guy they have, and they're not even announcing if he's going to be there. Like. I'm really curious what happens on the other side and in Elimination Chamber, because like you said, what happens with a Sammy defeat? Where do we go? Right. What happens with a Sammy win? Where do we go? Right. Are we really going to say, hey, Sammy won. All right, now we're going Sammy Cody? Really? Are we? Because we want that. Yeah. But let's, uh, let's jump in and out of kayfabe real quick, right? Yes. So Friday, Paul Heyman sends Jay home for SmackDown and Montreal because they got this, right? Uh, Jimmy. He sends Jimmy yeah. home. For that, and you know, the outside of KFA is the uh, the DUI stuff, right? Like you yeah, can't, can't get, get into Canada, um, but Jay can, right? And with Sammy acknowledging Jay on Friday, is this because I don't I don't necessarily believe 
Cody saying that there's tension and fracturing in the bloodline because Roman hasn't acknowledged that. Now, we know Roman, as an inflated leader, is aware of people not being where they need to be. But Roman doesn't hit the panic button until he needs to hit the panic button. And when he does, he hits the panic button on somebody's face, right? He just takes his and he punched him in the face. And then he puts Jay in his place and he puts Jimmy in his place. So I think I think the story of Roman is still bigger to tell before Cody and Sammy even get a chance, which is why I think Friday might prove really important because if Jimmy's staying home, but Jay doesn't, they didn't mention solo was going to Montreal. I assume he is. Um, How do we, how do we get to, how do we get to next Friday? Right. And in doing that, what pieces are still in play based off of what they showed us on TV Friday and Monday. And why is Sammy going to Cody for confidence and not still digging in at Jay after Jay, I acknowledge you, you know what I mean? So it's a little, it's a little flooded on what Sammy's overall goal is. Just to your point, if he doesn't win Monday or on, on Saturday, it didn't necessarily seem on Friday that Saturday was his concern. It seemed like the overall picture was his concern by acknowledging Jay. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, he did say that, you know, eight days, you don't have to worry about anything, but in eight days, it was very much a Tony Khan style promo. Eight days, eight (laughs) days, eight days. I'm taking the titles off. But that confidence he had with Jay was a lack of confidence he had with Cody. Because he even told Jay, I don't know how, but he's got to go down. I think that even in the conversation he had with Jay, Jay wasn't like, let's do this. Sammy knows he's on his own. He just feels like Jay probably won't turn on him. Probably. He probably doesn't have to worry about Jay, but Jay's not helping him. So by the time he gets to Cody, he's like, I don't know how I'm supposed to do this, but I feel I have to, you know what I mean? Like, well, it went down a peg to, I don't know if I can. Yeah. Cause he's alone. If, if Jay, Jay was with him, I get that. I get that. But he even he even told Jay, "I don't know how I can do this, but in eight days you have nothing to worry about." And it went from "I don't know how" to "I don't think I can." So that's that's one's. I mean, that's kind of glasses fifty fifty, but one's lower. You know, the "I don't think I can" is definitely lower than "I'm not sure how." So why? Why the lack of confidence in front of Cody? I just don't understand that. Like, again, that's what I was saying before. Like, using Cody to build up Sammy, I don't think that's the rub that needed to happen. It felt gratuitous. I mean, he sat on it for a weekend realizing he's alone on this. He went out to to reach out. Three days, but yeah, I feel you. Yeah. Uh, He went out with with an olive branch. And Jay kind of turned him away first. Even when he first did the fist bump. He's like, get out of here. And he goes, I'm going and just did it. And then you give him the right. fist bump and he's all like, all right, right, I don't think I have to physically worry about Jay, but I don't think I have Jay on my side right now. I don't think Jay's going to help me do this, but I don't think he's going to get in the way of it either. To I agree. How the fuck am I going to do this now without, if I'm alone, right, right. I am alone. You know, uh, Daniel has a theory that so does a lot of other people. Uh, in the chat, he says Zane's losing. The only way they put the belts on him is if they're planning on turning Cody heel, which isn't going to happen. Uh, 
both those things could definitely happen. Uh, he says uh, it'll be Zayn and Owens versus the Usos for the tag titles at Mania, which I think would be really because I've seen that theory a few times out there. It'd be a massive step down. How do you get someone who's so hot that the crowd's trying to figure out how we squeeze the rock into his story to, oh, we can run back what we did at, at fucking like Battlegrounds 2016. Like we can just run right. that back. Uh, a tag match uh, in the middle of night one. You know what I mean? Because Roman will be night two. So that way the, the Usos could be there. Like that would be a massive step down that I just don't see being satisfying for the fans at all. And it, and be to be honest, I, if Vince was still in charge, I'd be like, yeah, there's that's a really big possibility. But with Triple H, the way he's been booking, I don't see him bringing it down that far. And I feel like we have a lot to work to do. Not that we don't have time to get the Usos both to be on the same page as far as let's take out Sammy. And right. by Sammy and Owen taking out the Usos in general does nothing for the Roman storyline. Roman well, not only that, it would titles. it would also push the Usos closer to Roman instead of pull them away. Yeah, because you're you're forcing them to unite over Sammy, who turned on Roman. And if yeah. you're going to force them to unite over Sammy, it pushes them closer to Roman, even if Jay doesn't want to. Um, so I, I don't, I don't necessarily buy that theory. And also with the Cody turning heel thing, quote, it's not going to happen. If this was the Vince timeline, he loves to have heel versus face, right? Yeah. In and, and and Vince has done babyface versus babyface to have great wrestling matches. And I honestly I think that's where they would keep this is they would say face face, we want titles at the end of it, boom, done, right? Um But I, I it's just so convoluted that everybody wants to get to the end instead of letting it play out. And I think if Sammy if Sammy wins in some type of way, you have six mm-hmm. weeks till Mania. And I think Sammy would have a great opportunity to lose one of the belts. Yeah. Um, that's true. But I don't him not winning has nothing to do with again, has nothing to do with Cody's heel face dynamic. Why would yeah. it? You know what I mean? I, I also think that like because they've always said historically babyface versus babyface splits the crowd in a weird way. And I guess they didn't like how Hogan and ultimate warrior was at six and all that. But I think like you said, at this point, if you do the stories a specific way, the crowd's going to be split either way, whether you're face or heel. I mean, look at Roman matches the crowds already split. He's the bad guy for sure. But a lot of times people want him to win. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they'll cheer, but they're still cheering at the end and acknowledging him. So I think that we're already in a place where, the most basic heel versus face dynamic doesn't necessarily mean the same as it did, but it also because the complexity of the storylines have gotten so good. Uh, That's, that's the greatest point there because in most of Roman matches and it's happened with a couple of um, like the bet, the Becky Bianca matches, mm -hmm. the dynamic during the match starts out a certain way, but by the end of it, the crowd cheers for the winner or they're cheering for the match. Yes. And and that's that's where we're at in this now. Yeah, of course. We all even us, right? We you know, when you said it, your 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 Super Bowl, your WrestleMania is is Bailey versus Becky, right? Yeah. And you will have a rooting interest as it starts, but by the end of it, what a match. You know, and yeah. that's that's where that's where I would say 60% of the crowd is now. 
where it's they're they're used to getting these performances. So by the end of it, it's you know what that was fucking awesome. Or man, that could have been better. But most of the time, it's like wow, what a match, what a match. And then yeah. you reserve your fandom. You know, like Bray Wyatt and L.A. Knight, right? You reserve your fandom for when it, they show back up on TV. And you're like, okay, this is where the Bray Wyatt story is going. Boom, L.A. Knight's back. Let's see where it goes. You know, it's yeah. just, it's, it's to me, to me, it's, it's really that simple. You watch the story. You get into it. Hey, you pick a side. You know, a couple months ago, I wanted Roman to get beat. You know, and now I'm like, hey, Roman, I don't see who can beat him. Yeah. You know, yeah. just in that way. Yeah, and I I think ultimately for me the tag thing is as much as like I've wanted it for so long, Sammy and KO to hold the tag titles together at some point. I feel like that it made sense before Sammy got this big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sammy exactly. got too big for it. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. I think Sammy's too big for it now, and I don't know that you'd bring him down a couple pegs. I think that the crowd might not respond well to that. Or they might just say, I guess we get what we get. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. But at the same time, like I said, I don't know what's happening in the Elimination Chamber. And that's what's so exciting to me is because I see so many ways out. Let me uh, let me fantasy book for those who, who like doing this stuff. Mm-hmm. What if they run back NXT and they have KO come out and help Sami Zayn win? And then at the end of it, he fucking power bombs them on the apron. Yeah. And now you got, there you go. There's your hot feud into WrestleMania. Sami versus KO. Because... Yeah. You know, Kevin Owens told you, I, I told you, I told you, I told you, I told you. You didn't listen to me. All the shit we've been through, X, Y, Z, here you go. You got the titles now. I'm fucking taking them from you while I shave your head and throw you through the stairs. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, you can do that for sure. It, it makes way more sense than the Cody stuff. And then Cody steps in there and then who do you want? Like the, the two of them are now above that, you know? Yeah, to me. that's what I mean. There's a lot Story of ways to go about it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's talk a little bit about some of the other stuff that's been happening around. Um, the Braun Ricochet match with the Usos, I really liked. But I guess they also the big moment where Jay comes out was really cool to the crowd. Um, I thought it was one of Braun Strowman's best matches back. And yes. I think I think that's the artistry in the Usos, knowing who their opponents are and knowing how to work with them. They're the best tag team ever. They They, they have... Like I've said it before, even when they were wrestling Dom and, and uh, Ray, there were spots that got messed up where they just transition into a new place to get to the same spot to be fluid. They just know what they're doing. It's it's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, they're insanely good. I mean, to make Braun look that good as a wrestler, not just a, uh, a showpiece, mm-hmm. I thought it was outstanding. And shouts to Braun, too, even just running over that fucking announce table. That shit looked like it hurt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was sick. Uh, I, I do think too, because that was the other thing that was like annoying me about the match was it just felt too soon. Because I've been liking Braun and Ricochet as a tag team, yeah, and I've been buying them as a tag team, and so to see them already going for the titles, I was all like, "Fuck, I don't see them getting it at this juncture." But I do really want to see them continue to tag and do well, and I kind of want to see them as champions at some point. You well, know? this is where, for me, like the stink of Vince's indoctrination on wrestling has come about, right? We've mm-hmm. seen we've seen them throw tag teams together and get titles right away. So, like, it kind of felt like that was happening because the dissension and the bloodline was happening. And, you yeah. know, this is how you get 
this one set of titles off of the unified tag team champions. And then, you know, I was mad that Imperium didn't go because it felt like they were going to take the tag team titles off the Usos. So if Imperium got the titles and Gunther, then Gunther should be next for Roman. Make all this shit up. And then you just watch and you go, fuck, man, the Usos are really fucking good at tag team wrestling. And I can't wait to see Brian and Ricochet wrestle more. Like, yep, done. <laughs> yep. Uh, and speaking of the tag teams, we had Drew and Sheamus against Hit, Hit Row, which was almost sad to watch in a lot of ways. Uh, they just beat the absolute piss out of Ashante. And Top Dollar was just kind of around and looking like a total goof. But the match was over quickly, and the real highlight there was the Viking Raiders package there. I really liked that, having uh, formerly Sarah Logan, the Valhalla, do a lot more talking in that one. I thought it actually came off really good and seemed really ominous and cool. I don't know if, I mean, I guess we're, I mean, I guess the Viking Raiders are going to have to lose that one, but I really like to see them win it. That's that's the thing, right? I mean, we've and this is where you know, oh, Triple H is coming. It'll be better than when Vince was here. No, Vince used to do this shit all the time too, right? Build them up so strong, get you so much behind what this ominous thing is, and next thing you know, boom, done. Yeah, you know. So I I can see that too. I can see it to where you know the Viking Raiders definitely disappoint when they come out, and I hope not because they're they're fucking talented. They're they're working NXT was amazing, and they just never really hit their their stride and uh, on the main roster even when they won um you know just never well because they they both dealt with injuries um so i guess you can't really put that all on them but if this is where they're gonna go as a uh as a tag team it's kind of like the good brothers you know when they're in their particular pocket of how yeah. good they are put the titles on them let them go um that's yeah, yeah. let them go through a ton of teams the other thing is that the Valhalla thing, she's got to do something. She's at a point now where she's standing ringside doing nothing a lot. Yeah. She's not helping them win. She's not cheating. She's not getting in the way of anything. She's just around and out of the way. That's getting pretty stale. Like I yeah. like these video packages where she's delivering a message and getting the guys ready and doing the ceremony stuff. Like That all works. That's all cool. But then we get her to come out with them and then stand ringside and off to the side. It's like, why isn't she cheating for them behind the ref's back or something? Like, yeah, and it's a little bit different because we know her as a a solid wrestler as opposed to, I mean, I know Scarlett's done something on the indies and Lana even got in the ring and did some things and Summer Rae, but like, there's a big difference. Yeah, yep. she's she's capable. You know, it would be like Ray Ripley. You know, just being outside for Judgment Day, but not doing anything. You know, it's yeah. She should be a force. Of yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, and Justin Time says uh, Viking Raiders need the win. They've literally gotten to do nothing except the Vikings rules match with the New Day. Yeah, they've been such a miss for me on the main roster, and I like them so much. Even in Japan, they were. I didn't watch a ton of New Japan, but I did watch a couple of Wrestle Kingdoms when Clump told me to, and they were a team I always was all like. Holy shit, who are these dudes, you know? Uh, they get into NXT, and they're killing it over there. They get to the main roster, and it's suddenly like, okay, cool. They're just going to be a force, and they just flat out weren't. And I was like, this, what's going on? These guys are so good. But I don't know. Uh, speaking of big misses, dude, the crowd does not give a shit about Lacey Evans. I think they fucked that up, because this is finally how we need to see her. 
this is finally everything she should have always been. And the crowd's just checked out. Well, tell me why she's a heel. Because she's military. I'm Be kidding. a military. No, it's, it's, no, it's that's what I mean. Like, stand <laughs> no, up and salute me. Like, why? Like, I get that. But, like, she could also play it babyface where she's not, oh, my God, I was a Marine. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's an in-between here where the real person can show us something. Even if the real person shows us that she's an asshole. But she's not. She's only an asshole to her character. Stand up and salute me. Uh, okay, you dick. Like, it's not... You're not doing anything. You're just yeah, she's just egotistical. It. Yeah. And yeah. and you're she's the same. She really fucked up for me when she started mixing the Southern Bell. Did you see that? She like did a couple moves and then she was like this, fanning yeah. herself off. And I was like, oh no, you don't know what you're doing. Like you don't know who you're portraying right now. That was yep. tough. She even got in the ring the same way she did as the Southern Bell with that like bend at the waist bullshit. I was like, what is she doing? Like, she doesn't need to do that either. Uh, I don't mind her still referring to people as nasty. I think that's fine. Because as the Marine thing, it's like a, a flip on the whole maggot thing from Sergeant Slaughter. If she called everyone nasty, it's because they're less than her. Cool, that would work. But she even did it a little bit different where she was yelling at somebody at the audience. She said the, she was about to say nasties, you could tell, and then she's because she, she like slurred the end of it and turned it into nasty things or something like that. She's like, You nasty things. Like, yeah. she was having a tough time with it. And it's a bummer, dude, because if they started her like this, she would be so further along at this. And now it's like they're putting her here and we're all watching her struggle with it. So, you know how Raquel is a baby face, right? Oh my god. Yeah. But but why? But she's also not she's not overdoing it. Like, yes, the walk to the ring, sure. The pose in the ring, sure. Nothing else except just wrestle. So mm. she's not she's not like hanging herself out to dry as the baby face. You're leaving room to execute something to bring you in, which the promos leading up to um the broken arm stuff and all that, like Okay, didn't work, didn't work, but let's leave it flat. With Lacey, they don't leave anything flat. They want her to go out and move the crowd one way or another, and every time she tries, it doesn't work. Something has to come across organic with her, and we've talked about her a bunch. Her ability to promo when executed well is awesome. Her ability to wrestle when executed well is awesome. Her character work when executed well is awesome. Her ability to do all that together is not awesome. Yeah, she's got so much potential on every front except the actual execution of it all. You know what I mean? Like, you see these glimpses yeah. of, like, oh, this is great. She can tap into that, and then she just fucking doesn't. I wonder if she's starting to get to a point, because her in-ring's gotten worse. I wonder if she's starting to get to a point where she's getting real nervous about the fact that it's been doing it this long and not been able to make it click. You know what right. I mean? And I right. wonder if that's starting to come across. Uh, yeah, exactly. Time even says uh, Lacey Evans is a little definition of flop. No character she she's had has gotten over. Her Southern Bell got close to over, but yeah, but you're... it's when it's when they took the Southern Bell and they added extended promos. Her promo yeah. with in character, you nasties, all that stuff, or telling people that they're not worth her time. You know those one, two, three sentences, perfect, absolutely perfect. It landed, and then she'd go out and wrestle. 
You know, kind of like I'm saying about the Raquel stuff. Like, no, Raquel right now isn't perfect, but her as a heel is too much of a monster. Like Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman has to be a monster. It wears on you way too quick because there's not many people he can keep beating up. This babyface run, it's fine. He's also not promoing to get you to take away from how bad it would be. You know what I mean? Yeah. So with Lacey, it's just, it's not, I don't know what it is. I, I get, I get Justin's point. Cause he, nothing stuck, you know, like she's not going to get even to a point where you want to see her as tag champ, but I don't know, man. It's, it sucks. It sucks. Cause like you said, the potential, and I think you, that's what I was going to get at. Um, she's, I think she's becoming aware that it's not clicking and because yeah. she's aware that it's not clicking, it's affecting her. Yes. Yep. Because when yeah. she came out, here's the other deal too. She comes out, she stand up, <laughs> yeah. salute me. It makes me laugh because it's so good. It's such a good asshole thing to do. Walk out there and just look around. Everyone's like not standing up. What's the matter with you? Stand up and salute me. Just the way she does it, I'm like, great, that's perfect. But then you see no reaction and no movement and nothing. And then I think that hits her where she's all like, ah, fuck. Because she's looking for. She's not really looking for the crowd to stand up. No, they she's want her to the boom. crowd. Yeah, she's yeah. looking for the crowd to just roll their eyes and start booing her but they're not doing that either they go oh yeah here's what she tells us to stand up and i think that's affecting her by the time she gets to the ring she's like well fuck which is also fucking funny in a sense that like this is finally the the character she probably should have always been i'm trying to remember when she debuted but it had to be 2018 because she was in the 2019 rumble early on it was her first rumble her and natty and so it's not like she debuted at the rumble so it would have had been on the main roster then and I remember when she came out and debuted and did the thing that uh, producer lady was so pissed and didn't like her. And she's a Marine. I should like all this. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all messy right now because in five years, she's going to be impeccable. Like, you're going to see in five years, she's going to have the character that she should have had all along. And we're going to be doing it. She's going to be on her way. And I kept telling her that. this You shouldn't. Don't look at her what she's doing now. Just know that what we're watching her grow into is in five years, it's going to be a force. And she's had so many start stops that we're five years in now. She is the character she should have been. And it's flopping because she's had so many start stops and it's not working. Oh, and this time too, the the character verbiage makes sense with the character costume. Right? Yes. Yep. Remember when she was playing the the victim but came out dressed like the slutty mom? Yep. Yep. You know, like it's there's always there's always something that's that's off. But mm-hmm. when she did the the headstand Brocko Buster, like it brought me right back to the May Young Classic when I saw that move for the first time. I'm like, man, she is more athletic than anyone else in the women's division because because yeah, her size too, right? She's too she's too muscularly thick to do yeah. stuff like that. You would think, right? So uh, it sucks, man. It sucks. Yeah. Yeah. She should be. She should. She should be better than this. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I don't really care about the Charlotte sit down thing at all. Uh, Natty had a promo, which I love Natty so much, man. But she overthinks it sometimes too, and you can tell. Like she just was yep. kind of talking a little flat, trying to hit all of her her marks. And I wish she would like get like an acting coach or something, because I think she's like she's nailing all the stuff. Just the emotion is kind of all over the place you know what i mean just the balance I think is missing yeah i think she should i think she should tee up everyone else more often 
and yeah. feed off of what they have to say. So she can she does feed off really well. She yeah. So she can mix the emotions better. You know yeah yeah because yeah, that's what that's I thought true. too. I was like she's kind of she's kind of one noting right now, and she yeah. it sounds like she's carrying too much of it because Liv's awesome. Yeah. You know. So. Yeah, yeah, and when she has the back and forth backstage, she's usually really good at emoting at the right times and all that. Yeah, and yeah. maybe that's what it is. It's just the the stand up by yourself. Things have just maybe she's a little nervous about being on her on her own out there. I don't know. Um, but I'm happy to see her back. I'm happy to see her wrestling again. I think it's great. She's now in some sort of feud with uh, 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 Ronda and Baszler, which I think is a good team. We've said for a while they should just do some tag stuff, but I don't know if teaming her with Shotzi's the move. It's not. You know, it's not. So this feels like it's a mechanism to get Rhonda and Shayna into the tag title picture, and to get uh, Shotzi some reps in. I agree. That's what exactly what I was thinking. This is if this is the chance to get Shotzi to slow down, learn. Um, cool, you know, because her work with Rhonda was not good. Uh, yeah. It was honestly like I think we both came on here on episode one and we're just kind of trying to be nice and mm. and sympathetic to what yeah. what was going on, you know? Yeah. So we'll see yeah. where this goes. Oh, just in time confirmed. Lacey's main roster debut was 2018. Yep. Yep. Uh, let's see. Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez against Sonia and Chelsea. So I guess, right, wasn't... They said welcome to SmackDown. Oh, to Chelsea. That's who it was. I was trying to remember why they screamed welcome to SmackDown to somebody. I was like, they're all SmackDown people. Chelsea's been on both, so... Yeah. Uh, this was fine. I don't know, man. I don't know what we're. I guess maybe we're trying to build some women's tag team so that at I feel Mania, like it's they exposure. can have a fatal four way. I'm okay with that. I, I do yeah. feel like it's a, a lot of exposure to the women. The way they built the elimination chamber and and kind of how they're structuring the shows, they're giving a lot of women short segments just so you see them, hear them, and can see what's going on. Yeah, Chelsea's so good at the character work. I was going to ask you that. What are your thoughts on Chelsea since she's been back? Backstage. She's got that character locked in. That is great. In ring, you wouldn't know she's been wrestling as long as she has. But uh, they've been smart about it, keeping it short. She's feeding people a lot, taking a lot of bumps and stuff. And uh, she's, in that regard, she's executing well because it also balances with her character and the snooty attitude backstage. Yeah. They're demanding yeah. of a lot. And even Adam Pierce said at one point, you're supposed to win to get things. You know what I mean? Like, right. <laughs> so, What do you think of, um, of the um, the big-headedness? Like, you know, I want to speak to your manager, you know, and the, um, yeah. well, that guy that I talked to on Raw, you know, <laughs> and Adam Pierce is like, I'm the same guy, you know? Yeah, it's great. I, okay. Yeah, okay. I have no problems with it. I, I mean, because no one else is doing that, and she's nailing in the attitude on it. So this is this is kind of my Cody point. Um, Chelsea Green in WWE the first time potential, eh, it never clicked. She was always injured. Uh, she goes over to Impact, talks all the shit in the world, gets injured, um, does the thing with her husband, and through internet, you know, mm-hmm. she always came off as someone I didn't want to see again. Yeah, yeah. She she presents herself away on WWE TV so palatable that i'm like i'm all in i'm all in i want to see where this goes because if every time she gets to the ring she finds a new like twist on how she's getting fucked over by management and she's doing this 
honestly what Frankie Monet seemingly was supposed to be this bougie character who's supposed to have everything handed to them. Um, I think, I think it has so much potential and this isn't some potential run to the title. No, this is, this is your seven minutes on TV. This is your, you know, how many segments? Oh, we'll give you, we'll give you a half a segment with Adam Pierce, you know, this week. And then it turns into a full segment. Then it turns into a Ms. TV appearance. Then it turns into, you know, green TV and she gets her own uh, TV show. You can see this character building as important to the TV show, mm-hmm. whether the wrestling gets there or not. And I think it's I think she's doing outstanding work. I think I do, too. I feel like she's a, uh, like a right down the middle of like what Eva Marie was and what uh, Frankie Monet could have been. I feel like that she's kind of like the blossoming of both those things. I feel like Chelsea will be able to grab on to that heat that Eva Marie had. And I feel like their character is what I think Frankie was going for and her in ring was falling short with chemistry wise. Um, and I feel like that Chelsea's found a way to balance that where she can do enough in ring to where people aren't going to say how, why is she even here? Cause that was what people yeah. would say about Eva Marie. She just wasn't that good in ring. Um, but she's also not like you said, she's not going to likely end up with this character in this, like in this moment, WrestleMania main event with Becky Lynch and Bailey and Sasha, you know, uh, and she but, doesn't need to, though. She doesn't even need to. That, exactly. That, yeah. She doesn't need to. This is going to get her yeah. T-shirts. This is going to get her yes. toys. This is going to get her, yeah. like, this is going to get her going, you know? And I think that people will respond better to that over time than they did for either one of the other two characters I mentioned. You know? Yeah, and I think I think Eva Marie had a, a real disconnect on, um, on the microphone. I, I know, yes. I know her in-ring, her in-ring... Second go round when she came back with Dewdrop, I thought improved. I yes. thought she was getting better. I thought, and it really felt like she was there, like there. You know, way I say that, like there for us. You know what I mean? I don't know if she's necessarily there for us, but I knew she, I felt like she was all in. So yep. you know, actually, when she got released, I, I did think of it as a bit of a bummer. Um, yeah, me too. But no, I think this is great, and and the less she does in the ring, and the more her character evolves. She's she's going to be fantastic. Yep. Yep. Uh, let's wrap up SmackDown. Uh, just mentioning the Fatal 4-Way. I was really surprised that Madcap won. But at the same time, I wasn't too shocked because I was trying to think, like, you had Madcap, Ray, Cross, and Santos in there. And in my mind, I was like, man, we've seen Ray and Gunther, and it was amazing. We haven't got to Santos or Cross and Gunther yet, but those two dudes are on such a rise right now that I don't want them to be derailed by a Gunther loss. So Madcap felt like the person who you think would take the pinfall here, but really was built to take the pinfall later. That just keeps Gunther rolling. And maybe we get to like a Santos and Gunther at mania type of a deal, you know, and maybe you have Ray and cross in a, in their own other one-on-one, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like this is, this ended up as soon as he won, I was like, wow, I didn't see that coming. I was like, well, I guess that's really safe though. You know, and if they wanted to surprise people and really push Madcap, if he got the win over Gunther, that would be huge for him. You know? Yeah, I think this is a good chance to. Well, we already seen like a bit of a repackage, right? Because even Mm -hmm. commentary was talking about how adding tight, adding, you know, new outfit, new tight combinations is could really give a wrestler the boost and all that stuff. Yep. So they are positioning him in in a bit of a different light. I also think that this is this is an important match for Gunther 
yeah. that if he can kind of hone in what Madcap does in the ring, because he's like Mojo, guy doesn't mm-hmm. fucking stop. That motor's on a hundred. If he can kind of hone in the wrestling style, because and Madcap is a phenomenal wrestler. He can do everything. Does it all always look like it's happening? At, you know what I'm saying? Like he, he yep. he's kind of he's kind of erratic that way. If he can yeah. tighten it up and have a great match with Gunther, um, I think that'll show a lot. And kind of like Shotzi working with Natty under that learning tree real quick. If he can have a good, well, I mean, what do you think? Maybe like 13 to 17 minutes with the two of these guys, you know, because if he can last even 10 minutes with Gunther, it'll be a good showing. Right. You know, if Gunther just doesn't steamroll him, then they could both be on their way. Which he's too big, too explosive to get steamrolled, you would think, right? You would hope, Mad or he's too explosive, himself. or he's so explosive he blows up in his face right away and goes takes advantage right. and boom, boom, boom. Right. right. One of the big takeaways from this too that I thought was crazy because I had mentioned I wasn't, I wasn't jumping up and down when Emma made her return. It was fine. I think she's fine, but I've never seen her do anything that was like impressive, and I don't know how she fit back in this thing. She had two segments here. She had a backstage segment. She came out with Moss and she was ringside. And in all that time, they referred to her as a valet at one point. They referred to her as Madcap's girlfriend at another point. They referred to her as a cheerleader at another point. But they never once referred to her as an in-ring competitor. Mm -hmm. They never even said, like, oh, how nice of her to give him new gear. When I got new gear from time to time, it would step up my thing. They never said, like, Emma gets it. She knows that sometimes right. it takes a new look. You right. know what I mean? That, like, oh, you know. She Parallel really under- her as a yep. performer. Yeah, yeah. They really used a lot of verbiage to push her onto the outside of the ring. And I was like, I don't, I don't think that's a bad place for her, if I'm being honest. Get you on TV, get the stuff. I But... I don't know. Maybe it's what they want or not. I don't know. It just, I thought to me, it was noticeable. They never equated her to being an in-ring competitor at all. And they did equate her a lot to being his girlfriend and being on the outside and cheerleading and being a valet. Did her and Zelina get into it during the match? I don't recall them being involved at all with each other. Because that would be big. If they they kept them separate the whole time. Yeah, I, I just did. don't remember. Yeah, yeah, that's you know I'm I think I mean she's really pretty, you know, and she's Australian, so like, and I I, I had an affinity for the character when I first got back into wrestling. I'm like, this could be something. That whole again that whole secret agent vibe before it went to yeah. you know the in the tub Emelina stuff that turned yeah. into nothing, which is fucking hysterical. Um, but you're right, man. It, it's it's possible. And my only concern, while you're saying that, to before we you know spend too much time on this, um, my only concern is if she does this for so long and then gets back into the ring, how it's gone for most of the women who have taken too much time away from the ring. You know, her that if she, included. When yeah. was her last good match? No, that's what I mean. Like that's yeah, all that time off. I, I didn't watch much of her Impact stuff. Um, I should have just because they, they were doing some good women's wrestling back then. Um, but, yeah, I, I hear you, man. I hear you. Uh, hopefully hopefully they just all find the right place 
for themselves, yeah. you know, and if for her, this turns out, cause look, Corey Graves didn't grow up wanting to be a commentator and I think he's fantastic. Um, and you know, he's fantastic because of how many people fucking hate him on commentary. Um, yeah. you know, so if this turns out to be Emma's sweet spot and her promos tighten up just a little bit, maybe she can be one of the next great managers. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking and hoping for, for two. Cause I, I agree. I think that she does have a look. I think she is comfortable talking. I just have never seen anything bell to bell that made me go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's fair. Dude, I told you I called her last match before she got fired, right? Yeah. Yep. yep. <laughs> I said it on here too. And I was like, I wouldn't be surprised if the last time we see her. And then the next day I was like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> there, yeah, she right, right. there she goes. <laughs> um, so like with Chelsea, or not Chelsea, um, Peyton, when she had that one on one with Oscar, and I was like, yeah. well, that's that. She's talking all that shit. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I was like, well, that's <laughs> that. You can't talk like that and then put on a performance like that. And then, yeah, right after that. And I was like, whoop, whoop. I didn't mean it so literal. <laughs> right. Um, let's see. Let's talk a little raw. We've talked a lot about a lot of the stuff that's already been on it. Um, I love that it opened up with Becky Bailey, Bianca promo that led into a triple threat. I don't know what that jacket was that Bailey was wearing, but it made me laugh because we've been watching a lot of that 90s show. And I was like, look at grunge rock Bailey coming out here. Nice. That giant looking flannel thing. I was like, that's so, that's so Bailey nineties version. <laughs> so, um, but I thought it was great. I thought all the bickering, everyone did awesome. I thought, yeah, it was just great. I like also that Becky said she brought out Adam Pierce and the whole crowd booed. And he was just yeah. like, what the fuck? And she's like, don't <laughs> hold it against me. <laughs> well, and she, this is again, part of the, the understanding of how to, as wrestlers say, or as we say in the biz, cut a promo, right? Yeah. How many people go out there with Adam Pierce? Go so formulaic. Adam Pierce even when he when Adam Pierce has a bad promo, not just Mac and Fart, but when he has a bad promo and he looks lost, like I felt she teed him up perfectly. I felt yep. like that was like the most comfortable Adam Pierce has looked out in the ring. It's great. Becky's yep. just awesome. The the yep. whole back and forth that her and Bailey had, you know, uh, you wouldn't know what a Grand Slam champion's like. Uh, yeah, you wouldn't know what main event of WrestleMania is like. You know, yeah. talking about defending both belts. And she's like, bitch, I want them both at WrestleMania at the same time. Like, it's yeah. perfect. And it didn't, so honestly, it didn't sound, it didn't come off pre-planned. No. These yeah, are our just... digs. And this is where we're going to put them at. Yeah. And it's so good. And it didn't devalue each other in the whole thing. It's, I did this. Well, I did this. It wasn't like, you couldn't do this. You couldn't do that. Like, right. it was I so good, dude. So good. Uh, let's see. Bianca's Valor close. And... And I thought yep. Bianca's performance there was close. She still yeah. has a way of keeping um, keeping too strong to who she was before champion, where yes. the lack of confidence in like she she still wants to prove to you where you guys need to prove it to me. You know. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Dude, she's getting so jacked too. Yeah. Yeah. And during the match, seeing her arms. Like when she was like trying to get, I think she was on the top rope and I think she was grabbing Becky for something. And so she's like trying to grab her. And so she's like inadvertently like flexing her shoulders and stuff. Right. I was like, Good <laughs> Lord, she's jacked. Yeah. I don't know if she's going for another competition or not, but fuck, she's a beast. Yeah. And graceful with it all too. 
No, absolutely. She's oh. she doesn't lose any athleticism. You know, just like Ricochet has said about Osprey. Like, you know, Osprey's talked yeah. about he lost the athleticism while building. And Ricochet looks amazing too. Um so fluid and, and Bianca yeah. doing the same thing, you know, putting on the weight, muscle, the muscle weight and performing incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And she doesn't lose any of her look or or yeah. um I mean, I don't know if it's like cool to say or not, but like she's not losing any of the femininity of herself or anything yep. like that, too. She's still like very much all that stuff. Cause I mean, I like Nicole Bass comes to mind as yeah. like a bodybuilder yeah. who, in a lot of senses, became very masculine with that. No, I think China, that women... too. I mean, even China, what, after DX, she worked very hard to regain femininity. That's true. You know? Yeah, yeah. You, you know? can definitely so, go another way. And I think that, like, yeah. yeah, we're at a point now where, yeah, you can train a specific way and just not like put on size without losing any of that. And I think it's awesome yeah, to, see, to see women like her do it and knock it out. Fuck. She could punch my teeth out, dude. Like, <laughs> Jack she probably could. I wouldn't be surprised to see her punch a brick wall and just like yeah. keep walking. True. She's a beast. True. No, walk through it. Walk through yeah. the punch. Yeah. And you know, what's true too is like when you think about China and when she first debuted, when she first came, I was like, who could ever stop her? And they even had her against men and stuff. But Bianca could have believably oh, yeah. based off with the debuting China. Mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. like i don't know trying to get to, yeah and well that was honestly that's the one person who looked in shape as a woman's wrestler who could really take her on was jackie but jackie yeah. was five five foot you know yeah. trying to six foot it just didn't because that's yeah. i always thought about it uh, you know about jacqueline i was like she's kind of the one but she's, she's so tiny yeah she was just small yeah yep but yeah she's cool and jackie was nice i got a major at a cac oh nice um let me see Damien Priest and Balor against the Street Profits, whatever. The big deal here was that Dom got uh, glam slammed by Beth. Dude, that shot with Dom, too. Where he's... <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, wait, we have it booked now, right? The We're going to yeah. have have uh, uh, Edge and Beth against, was it, is it Damien and Rhea? Finn. Finn and Rhea. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be cool. I don't know what it's going to look like. Do you think that we're ushering in an era with with more intergender matches? I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I think they're going to. So, like, when, yes. Because they're going to get interactive. There's no doubt about it. Beth and Finn are going to have a thing, and Edge and Rhea are going to have a thing. They're going to have at least one moment. This is where this is where I go. We had um, what was first, uh, the chicken or the egg? No, um, Seth and Seth and Becky was after uh, um, Ronda and Kurt Angle, right? That was the yeah the fought yeah because it was after Becky won both titles. Um, Ronda and Kurt Angle versus Stephanie and Triple H was the most female to male interactive that we saw not edge and lita on raw you know what i'm saying yeah um (laughs) um i think i think we'll get there i do i think we'll get there uh consistently because even in that match triple h squared up with ronda put his fist up and everything as if they're ready to go um we saw it with naya in the royal rumble um which was the best when fit (laughs) Dolph Ziggler's like fuck it i'll kick her (laughs) Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants to do it. Fuck it, I'll kick her. <laughs> that was great. Um, no, I, I, I do think we'll get there. And 
you know, it's again, it's always touchy on how the, the males will perform to the females. But when you look at matches like, you know, Ruby Soho versus Josh Alexander or Mia Yim versus Keith Lee, and you're like, they could also do this shit, you know? <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know what WWE is willing to do. I love it. I think it's, I think now more than ever, we have the performers to do it. Um, but, you know, Bubba used to put little ladies through tables all the time. So there's a chance that, um, you know, this this will be something of consistency when it matters. Again, these relationships have to make sense first, too, right? You're not just going to have a mixed match challenge and put a whole bunch of men and women together who don't make sense. So yes. you have the Judgment Day versus the married couple. I'm sure Seth and Becky will end up doing it again. I don't think it'll ever get to a mixed tag titles and none of that. I, I just yeah. know that at least what we have now, I think, is is really cool. And they're not shying away from it. And they're doing it. Um, uh, respectfully is the wrong word, but they're doing it without uh, making us look stupid as fans. Yeah. I think you also have women of a big enough size and men who are small enough that a lot of that stuff. I mean, because also realistically, we all know in a real fight, size doesn't make everything, right? Even in UFC, you like a, a, a lightweight Conor McGregor could have taken on a heavier weight guy, right? For sure, in one. Um, we've seen the videos of women tapping out men who are twice their size because they got the right lock on and because they're just superior fighters, right? So we know that there is there is a very real sense of if you're a good fighter, size isn't the big issue. But at the same time, no matter how good Sasha Banks is, she's not going to probably choke out Brock Lesnar. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, right. Of equal training, right? So that to say the women are big enough and looking good enough and skilled enough that it's really easy to get lost in the, in those moments too, with like the Finn Balors and the Doms and, and like, it's really easy to go like, Oh yeah, I wouldn't want Rhea to spear me, you know, like, right. right. You know what I mean? Which I mean, that's all what it comes down to, right. Is the ability to, to not question it or second guess it. Like, if you had a Sasha Brock, you'd go, really? You know what I mean? No matter how good Sasha is or Shayna, right. even if you had Ronda right. Brock, you'd go, oh, maybe these are, they're pairing them up in such a way where every time now when you see it, you go, oh shit, yeah, that's, that'd be tough. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. So they're doing it in a really smart way too that allows you to immediately get lost in the believability of a first glance, whether or not you know in the back of your mind that, really isn't everything in, in a real fight, you know? Uh, let's see. The Brock and Bobby segment, though, was pretty cool. Yep. I love when Brock ran at him and Bobby just fucking hoisted him and dropped him and Brock sold the shit out of it. I, You know, I thought about this years ago. When's the last time Brock has even took a back body drop, right? Yeah. He's <laughs> just fucking... Boom, and he, he goes On up and outside. comes down like a fucking sack of potatoes, man. God damn. Yeah. <laughs> So good, dude. Loved it. It's awesome. Again, this is again that that one moment. If you if you guys ever want to question my terrible wrestling takes, I've said this since since I got back into wrestling. Brock Lesnar, Triple H, and Roman Reigns are top three all time at making their opponents look amazing. Yes. And if you question Brock Lesnar in that way, just watch that segment. Yeah. This guy did a back body drop on the outside of the ring when he hasn't done a back body drop on the inside of the ring in probably 20 years. 
Yeah. But he did it for the sake of helping Bobby look good and then took a fucking spear afterwards. Yeah. And I think what people also lose sight of is it's not by accident that over time Brock has had to make a lot of people look bad. It's right. so in this moment he can make Bobby look good. Right. Like in order to make someone look good, you have to establish a certain level of just flat out dominance where it's like, oh, I guess he's going to win again. You're like, yeah, because it's really hard to beat him. And then when someone beats him, you go, oh, my God, I can't believe Brock Lesnar lost. He's finally doing jobs. And you're like, no, no, no. He's been building forever so this moment could come. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they always are thinking 10 years out in that regard. If I lose too many now, that in five years when I – like, look at Cena now. Cena's lost a lot of matches in the last five, six years that we've seen him. So when he comes back, you go, oh, who's he putting over? Right. It'll be fun and we'll like it, right. but who's he going to put over now? That beating John doesn't mean what it meant the first time he came back and did it. You know, he would need to come back and reestablish for a year or two that, like, oh, yeah, he's still got it. Like, beating John Cena is really hard. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. At this point, you yeah. go, oh, he's in a tag match to protect him and he loses to Roman at SummerSlam. And he'll, I wonder if he's going to come back and lose to somebody at Mania. Like, you don't think about him winning anymore. Where Brock comes back, you go, oh, shit. Now he's going to destroy the whole roster. And you're like, yeah, right. because there's somebody in that roster who's waiting for the other side. Right. You know what I mean? And Drew Drew and uh, Seth are the only ones it hasn't helped. Yep. yep. But it damn sure helped Roman. It, it helped Bobby the first time. Yep. You know, even after Bobby won the championship, nothing really felt the same after that. And then yeah. once he started mixing it back up with Brock, it, it kind of brought him to a new level of respect um, yep. and undeniability. And now he's done fantastic over the last year rebuilding himself to this point now where you know it's it doesn't it feels more appropriate to say when he beats brock than if he beats brock yeah because he's just coming off as that kind of a force yeah uh piper nevin beating meachin was cool it was meachin's best match back yet yeah i feel like piper's too yeah so that was great to see and i love you know again and it's not it's not about my opinions um I like that Piper looks to be in better shape. Yeah. She looks, she looks physically um, like she's, she's dropped some pounds um, and she's looking more athletic. And I just know that with a family history of obesity, that if you put too many on, you have more health risk. So if this can keep us uh, Piper Nevin to grow and stay and be healthier longer, um, I'm all for it. Yeah. And that's not even to say she needs to lose at all. Like it's almost like a bam, bam thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's a certain athletic largeness that just you feel better about, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's the Yokozuna point, right? Even his whole family goes, you know, if he just stayed around 400 pounds, he probably would have been around another 20 years, you know, because I got the 600, you know? Yeah, yeah, Um, exactly. And and being healthy and and Vader too, right? Vader never needed to lose any weight. He, he wrestled for 60 fucking years and you know, it just took its toll, but that's, that's, she just came back looking a little, you know, she looked better to me. And I was like, that's awesome. You know, I felt you know good for kinda, her if that was a goal yeah. for her, you know? Yeah. And it's also kind of like with the Vader as he got, like, there's a, like when you're just big and it works, there's like a, a like a hard thickness to it. Right. Yeah. Versus a soft yeah. thickness. Yeah. And she looks like she's lost a lot of the soft, but still staying big, like yeah. powerful. Like it's, yeah. that you know what I mean? Like, but that's the thing we can't, we can't necessarily say that, you know, Braun Strowman today looks better than he did when he debuted 
when the guy lost like 120 pounds and not be able to say that about Piper and Evan too. You know what I mean? So I just, I wanted to give her some credit for that. And every time, you know, anyone makes a comment about people, you know, there's a, there's some type of negative nomenclature attached to it. So I just wanted to give her a little props for, um, you know, looking great. So, yeah, she does. She looks great. I think she looks awesome. She keep it up. Yeah. Um, cause yeah, she looks powerful out there. Yeah. She doesn't. I love her. I think I've, I've always loved her athleticism again from the Mayan classic, both of them. I was like, man, I can't wait for her to fucking wrestle Becky Lynch, wrestle Bailey. Like she's going to be fucking awesome. Um, and now, now it's going to happen. And to, to our points, right? Like the, the IWC who knew Piper Niven, uh, before Dewdrop, this is the build that we're getting now. You know, we're getting the, the natural build of Piper Niven on the main roster. And this is going to be awesome. Yeah. Uh, let's talk Baron Corbin for a minute. Uh, did you have something specific you want to say about the Cody segment in and of itself? Well, I just don't think number one, I wanted, I wanted a uh, Baron Corbin away from JBL. I think it, it wasn't working. It's a good move. Uh, Baron Corbin doesn't have a problem making anyone look good. Uh, Cody in general, though, it just, again, this is another one where he's pandering to the crowd and trying to look, it's everything with Cody's one noted. So I don't know. Um, but I just, I've always wanted more things for Baron Corbin. Um, My concern with Corbin is that like the JBL thing wasn't working because the, they kept making JBL more important than Corbin. And mm-hmm. they kept having Corbin job to guys like Gargano, which like JBL was just eviscerating Gargano on the mic. And then Baron wins one, loses one, wins one, loses one. And it's like, it made it because it also made JBL look stupid to begin with. Like, oh, he's my protege. He's the next wrestling god. And then he's out there losing. And so you have to, so JBL to save face has to destroy Baron on the fucking mic before he leaves. What the fuck do we do with Corbin now? You know what I mean? And Corbin Corbin never changed his character either. It's still a layover from Happy Corbin. Like, it's this mix of, it's happy Corbin without money and jokes. Like it's yeah. it's not Constable Corbin, it's not Lone Wolf, it's not King Corbin, it's you know, it's not bum ass Corbin, it's it's everyday Corbin. And it just but the same music as Happy Corbin, it's just it they they fumbled the whole thing. It's so crazy, and he's so good, dude. Like Yes. Like JBL yeah. as a wrestler was a fucking powerhouse, right? The clothesline yeah. from hell. Everything with authority. I've said it for years. Give Baron Corbin a boot, and he would be undeniable. You know, yeah. everything he does with his hands, and then you add in the boot, he's a fucking... But Corbin's wrestling didn't change. His character didn't change. His promos got belittled because JBL was there. It's tough, man. It's tough. Um, You know, but he's on TV every week, so who knows what he wants. I don't know, man. I feel bad for him because it's just like I don't... It was so short-lived. It wasn't even like, hey... because And here's the other deal. He disappeared for months with JBL. Remember, they picked him up in the limo, get in with me, and then he shows up like two months later, three months later, and he came back, like you said, identical. Identical. No better. Wasn't just steamrolling people. Like, he steamrolled the first two jobbers, and that was it. Like, it really should have been like, hey, I took him to a compound and straightened his ass out and showed him his true potential and just let him be a fucking force. He'd be on his way to WrestleMania right now if if they just done that, you know. He's, 
he's always been an agile big man, right? Like his background is golden glove boxing and NFL lineman. So he has yeah. footwork and hands, right? And he's always done that in the ring, footwork and hands. He's an agile big man. But if he came back as a powerhouse big man, the way JBL was, with this, this change in character, this change in wrestling performance, we'd at least have one thing to latch onto. We had nothing. Yeah. It was a waste of time. Such a bummer, dude. It's just a bummer because I don't know what you do next. Like, how do you even yeah. transition from JBL shit all over me? And then I came out and talked to Cody, and he just beat the piss out of me in fucking dress slacks. Right. And like, shoes. Just getting, dress shoes. And dress Two. shoes, yeah. He's yeah. just getting beat the piss out of, dude. Like, I mean, I know that's like what you want for a heel to have him beat up, but it, you're supposed to want it for a while. <laughs> you know what I mean? Before it happens. Yeah. You're not supposed to just yeah. get it every week. Right. Like, this is some Ellsworth shit. Right. Wow. Right. Uh, as much as I have not enjoyed, uh, to a certain degree, the Max and Male model stuff, it still just makes me laugh. Otis and the Coney Island hot dog. Maxine Dupree. Bringing him in. Th- this whole backstage thing just had me giggling. And it kind of like took it me worked. a minute to... <laughs> it worked. And it had to. It, I kind of had to remember that those are a lot of the things we look back on and like about when we used to watch as kids and stuff is like some of the goofy shit that would happen in the back, you know, like this was one of those moments where you go, you know what? There's definitely a place for this in this yeah. show, you know? Yeah. Uh, Oscar, Carmela, Nikki versus. Wow. This is not listed. Well, live Raquel and Natalia. I like this match a lot. If I'm being honest, Oscar's crazy. Do you think where do you think we're going with the elimination chamber though? Who's no gonna clue. face Bianca? It feels like anyone who anyone not Asuka is going to lose to Bianca. Yeah. Right. But where does Bianca go if she loses to Asuka? Because yes. you're not gonna build this Asuka to make her lose. Yep. That's 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 the only thing I can think about when it comes to this. Except maybe Raquel. They could put it on Raquel. I wouldn't like it, but they could. I think her character is just way too flat. And then you've just had a character who's been nothing and nobody except big and strong. Now suddenly the champion trying to figure out who they are. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, I guess when Bianca very first won the title, she wasn't too far from that space either. Just a very athletic woman who did it yeah and, and i mean but she had a bigger build for sure oh for sure they, i mean they built her pre-royal rumble you know with the whole bailey feud uh yeah. tlc and and uh prior so um i yeah i don't know that's why that's why i think oscar would be the move here and then you get oscar yeah. to mania give oscar the title there because the way oscar was was moving um she looks outstanding she, she's so fucking good at wrestling, man. She's like Dude, 42 she it up, and even. so crazy. fucking good. Yeah, she's amazing. She's fucking like, amazing at wrestling. <laughs> this is like the opposite of what we got with Corbin, where it's all like, all right, let's change up her face paint. Yeah. Clothes are largely the same. Different mask. Slightly different gear. Dude, I love and... the mask. Yeah. Oh, I think the, it's fucking the, things. the whole presentation is so awesome. And that's what I mean. And it's all the same presentation, but slightly tweaked. The music sounds like a, a mix between her NXT music and her last version of her theme song. Uh, 
it's all very much very close to Asuka. So you don't lose that it's Asuka at any moment, right. but it's just right. a darker side of Asuka and she's wrestling different. Right. You know? Yeah. It's fucking crazy, dude. She's yeah. so It's good. incredible is what it is. It's fucking incredible. I don't know. I this think... is another one where I don't know who we're going to get to win in the, at the uh, chamber. Elimination Chamber is uh, Saturday, right? Yeah. Pull that up on the old wiki. All right, while you pull that up, uh, Bronson Reed came out and had a match, which was cool. We started giggling when it was Mustafa Ali coming out. I even like how at this point, Corey doesn't know what to say about Mustafa except what we've been saying. He just comes out whining and bitching and moaning and not winning, and he keeps getting opportunities. Like, Corey's even having to acknowledge it, where it's all like, yeah, what are you, dude, you know? Yeah. Um, he stopped buying like his Bronson. hair. <laughs> yeah. But I do really like Bronson Reed and I like seeing Reed yeah. back and he's dope. He's looking good uh, too. Yeah, he's yes. uh his his performances, they're not they're not pander they're not I'm pandering is the wrong word, they're not formulaic. Um yeah. you know, kind of like they used to be in NXT when he got his build. And he's another I've, one too where he's he's felt bad for like, him in NXT. Like hard thick and not yeah. soft thick. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? He's another yeah. one too where he's go, yeah. fuck, he looks like a beast. Yeah. Uh the Miz TV segment, Seth's shoes, I loved because I'm a big fan of the Muppets. <laughs> it made Seth look like a Muppet. Uh, Which they look, released tomorrow as of recording. Uh, they're 360 bucks. Uh, so, for the low, low the, price. The shoes? Mm-hmm. Who mm-hmm. makes them? Uh, the acronym is Mischief. Like, the uh, the way you would pronounce it. Um, okay. Yeah. I don't. Okay, I mean, sure, sure. I don't see people wearing that in life. Well, I doubt. I doubt wrestling fans will buy them to get them signed. That would be cool. Get Seth Rollins I mean, to sign I, a pair of those shoes. I would love to, but yeah, I'm good. Uh, let me see. I mean, I liked the segment. I liked Seth Rollins in the segment. I think that Miz is a bit much at this point, and then the whole Boogs thing happened, and I really checked out. Boogs is such a force. Bad. And he's such bad comedy. Yep. Yep. I just don't understand what we're doing with him. Um, let me see the the, the main event. And then I want to mention while you're pulling that up, because we're going to wrap up on some Elimination Chambers talk. Uh, but okay. the main event, Bianca, Becky, and Bailey should have been a classic. I was getting furious during this match. Because you have three brilliant minds doing this match who all had great ideas and it came together in such a way that they started making each other look stupid and they made the ref look like a fucking moron. There's that one spot where Bailey knocks out Becky, knocks out Bianca. I don't mean like knockout, knockout, but you know, gets them down. Yeah. So she takes, Bailey takes Bianca and pulls her on top of (coughs) Becky, chest to chest while they're laying there so Bailey can climb up to top rope to do an elbow drop. That's a pin. That's a pin. Bianca also never sold that she was like knocked out. She was looking around and watching Bailey non kayfabe to watch for the spot in kayfabe because maybe she's not as knocked out as Bailey thinks. And I'm going to get out of the way of this bitch and I'm going to take advantage of her. Right. But she also at no point said ref count. Right. You know, you're in a pinning predicament. Right. And you know you're laying on top of Becky for 15 seconds. Right. Where's the win? 
So Bailey looked like an idiot because she throws Bianca into a pin. Bianca looks like an idiot because she's not telling the ref to count. The ref looks like a moron because he doesn't know what a pin looks like. I was like, what is happening? That was only one spot. There was a couple other spots. Well, for one, even the all, end. The, all the stuff on the outside, nobody well, in the yeah, match was trying to win the match anymore. Yeah. We had six women on the outside brawling, and all Bailey can do is hang outside and watch while Bianca just sits in the corner and waits. And be, Becky's on the other side of the ring that you clearly see watching. And you're like, so nobody wants to win. We all right. just want to watch what the women are doing on the outside. Right. Like, there's, you're trying to get your shot at a potential mania match here. Well, and why why do you have the entire elimination chamber come out and not have Bailey and Becky pin Bianca at the same time? Because exactly. now Bailey and B- and Bailey and Becky mean nothing to what just happened on TV. Yes, unless you needed the two of them to be there to get all the eyes on TV to watch everything else. If that's the case, as you just said, big old clusterfuck, and none of it made sense. It looked more more was taken away from it than given to it. Yeah, everyone looked dumb dude and i was getting so mad because here's like three of my favorites with the highest ring iq and they have walked out looking like total fucking goofs in a vfw with that kind of psychology at the end and i was like what the yeah. fuck is happening it was like it pissed me off dude i was getting mad and producer lady was like <laughs> she was kind of like laughing at me she's like i don't know I, I liked it and i was like they all look so stupid because <laughs> i take it too serious because i like them yeah i mean Look, I didn't think they I, I yes. At first at first in the so before the first commercial break, my thought was that Bailey and Bianca's chemistry is the best Bianca gets. Yeah. Um it's even better than when she wrestles Becky. I I'll give that by far. Um I, it also made me a little sad that we don't have Bailey by herself. Mm-hmm. We need Bailey singles. We need it. She yeah. she the work she was doing, I just missed it. I just missed yeah. it, you know. Um, so whatever's coming after Mania, hopefully it's Bailey with some type of run as a singles performer. Um, so that promo gets a little bit tighter again, and the in ring is is just more consistent. Um, yeah. But I mean, and I do first... think that I do think that there's a big win to it though, with the idea of Bianca getting the win. The lameness chamber, the chamber stays the same. And this means now we have more Becky and Bailey, and we could potentially get more than two women's matches at Mania for the titles. We could potentially have a true grudge match with two of the greatest at a Mania, which could be cool. I definitely and I, think that's like where it's said, heading. It and I definitely, definitely want to see like it in Hell in a Cell. I yeah. want them in a cell. I want the only Hell in a Cell match at Mania to be Bailey and Becky. You know? It could happen. It definitely happened. I don't think it. I don't think they'll do a false count anywhere. I don't think that. Where is it this year? Oh, it's in L.A. Um, yeah, I don't think they'll do false count anywhere. I don't think they'll do. Um, you know, the other one. What is it? Uh, no DQ. Um, no street fight. Uh, I. Yeah. It definitely seems like it's building towards a hell in a cell. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the that was the cool takeaway from it. But the match was a mess to get there, and the whole segment was a mess. And I love all the women in this. The women in the Elimination Chamber, I'm excited for. Like, I think it's going to be awesome, all those women in there. But it's also and Dakota, like... Dakota, the other thing I noticed, Dakota seems legit, like, super injured. Because yeah. Raquel kept talking to her as she was walking back. And Raquel made no contact with anyone until she got hit from behind. So mm-hmm. it seems like Dakota's getting her, her money for being on TV, but is legit injured. And can't yeah. really make contact with anyone. 
Yeah. Which sucks for the women's tag titles. They got to fight, figure that out. We got to get yep. those on TV before Justin loses his mind. That's a good point. Justin will. Um, but yeah, that, to me, that was kind of the, that was kind of the, the stuff. It was overdone way too much mess and not enough thought into who looks smart when, cause there were some other, I forget some of the other spots. That's the spot that made me the most mad, but there was another spot afterwards. I was like, what the fuck is this too now? You know, like everyone just looking like a mess, but we do have elimination chamber coming up this weekend. Well, I'm super the, the end. The end was the spot that fucked me up because uh, Bianca does the KOD onto from Becky. She KODs Becky on top of Bailey perfectly yeah. for a pin. And yeah. then the camera shot is dead on Becky, pushing herself off of Bailey to roll out of the way so Bianca can get the pin. And that, that camera work did nothing for them. Nothing for them. Which is also a flip on the Usos versus Ricochet and Braun. Yes. The finish yes. of that match where Ricochet does the fucking flip onto, I believe it was Jimmy. Jimmy, yeah. And pops up. And as he's coming over, Jay is in the air to splash yep. and get the pin. The timing of it. I mean, it's what I've said about Ricochet forever. He can figure out more naturally how to get into position for anything more so than anyone at all. He's yep. perfect at, we need you on your back here at this second. Gotcha. I'll start in the air. <laughs> right. And I'll land there, but I'm going to hit some people on the way over. And you're like, right. what? Right. And right. then he does that. And then he's like, hey, Jay, when you see me halfway in the air, go ahead and jump. I'll be there. Don't worry. Right. And you know? that's a spot where the camera surprised us all. Yes. Because you don't see Jay jump. You don't see, no. you just see Jimmy kind of give an assist to the push off. And it's like, oh, man, he hit the splash, though. What's going on? Oh, that's right. Jay's legal. Here he comes. Boom. You know? And that's, again, if you want to know my terrible wrestling takes and why I hate the Young Bucks and what AEW does, production value plus the way you can watch them coordinate that shit, it pulls me out. But this, Mm -hmm. uh, this, yes, of course, it's the same thing, right? It's the same type of coordination. But you don't see the coordination. You watch the match. That's the difference. Usos are fucking amazing. And Ricochet is doing incredible fucking work. He deserves a moment very soon. Yes. I want him to have a big moment. I, I, and I hope Carrot Top's there to watch. <laughs> Elimination Chambers on Saturday. I'm fucking stoked for it, man. I'm excited for it. What did you have? You pulled up some stuff. What did you have to go over? Um, oh, you know what? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go. Ahead, go, ahead. go. The one thing we you haven't sure? talked about in weeks weeks the men's elimination chamber match yep couldn't be more pointless what a waste of an elimination chamber match i think i mentioned it briefly one time to do it for the u.s title to have people qualify for the match and then to find out after they've qualified it's for the u.s title yeah like this is this goes to to further the your point earlier that they should have just stripped him one of those titles and put it up there. I mean, we're way, way too far past that now and we can't, and it's too important to not, but there was a moment. There was a brief moment in time where you could have just said, Hey Roman, that's enough. We'll leave you the universal. That's your baby, but the world's got to be on raw. We just, we need the title on raw. You're ruining our raw. You know what I mean? Like, and right. pull an asshole move, like whatever, but to do it for the U S title. I don't even remember if they mentioned it at all on raw. This week, Theory had to have been there somewhere. He was. He uh, he attacked Seth after Seth attacked Miz. Yeah, that's right. Which seems more like a one-on-one thing than it's an elimination chamber thing, right? 
but that's like what the fuck are we doing with this like i'm not i'm not into it at all like i've i i don't even and oh here's the other thing when i look at the the match who's in that one do you have that pulled mm-hmm. up yep who's in the men's elimination chamber match it's austin theory seth rollins johnny gargano bronson reed damian priest and montez ford and all commentary said on uh during the tag match with the street profits is how elimination chamber can be a stepping stone for montez yep because i think it's so. what they're trying to do Montez is going to do some crazy shit off the top of a pod or climb up to the top like the Lucha Doors did back in the tag days. Yeah, which was awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cool when that happened. Yeah. <laughs> I, here's my big fear of it is it looks an awful lot like one of those terribly messy NXT matches already. Yeah. The fatal four ways and five ways and six ways that they would throw Johnny in. Yeah. This looked like an NXT match that happened to have Seth Rollins in it for a bit. You get that five minute spot Gargano doing his thing. Yep. And I just looking at the card, looking at the match specifically, I could not be less interested in this. There is nothing. There's nobody in there I want to win. There's no one in there I care to see lose. There's nobody in there who's going to who who could potentially do a thing that's going to excite me potentially you know what i mean like montez will probably do something that will be a gif yeah sure half of those i don't care about i don't know man this is the the men's elimination chamber this year that match alone is the least interested i've been in any elimination chamber ever yeah and i think i mean you're not you're not wrong because the build the build was for qualification, and that was it. And then even when you take what Austin Theory and Seth did on Monday, the factoring in Logan Paul versus Seth for uh, WrestleMania, that Austin Theory didn't have to be there. It could have just stayed as Seth Rollins giving the stomp to Miz and walking back. Yep. Theory didn't need to be there, you know? And they did nothing else um, for Johnny and for Damian Priest to – to really shine going into uh, what elimination chamber would be on Saturday. So yeah, I think it's, I think it was a big misstep. Yeah. I don't know. Every other match on the card though, I think I'm pretty happy about it. So you pulled it up. What did you want to go yeah. over that you see there? Um, no, just the card itself. I mean, we Thank talked you. about it adjacently. Um, you know, I do think it would be cool if, uh, you know, if, if Bronson Reed wins the men's elimination chamber, It'd be great. um, that's actually the big – that's actually – yeah, that's the call. If you want me to be happy, he's the one who wins. Yeah, because, I mean, anyone else, you're resetting the story and not not really liking where you're going, right? I mean, Priest isn't going to fit in – excuse me, in Judgment Day having a title when nobody else, nobody else does. Uh, Seth Rollins is heading towards Logan Paul. Austin Theory retaining means that this whole match is even more of a waste, you know, mm-hmm. to – there's someone with your mindset where I, I, you know, I tend to agree. And Montez Ford, honestly, he probably wouldn't be bad, but he would be the continuation of who Montez Ford is. Uh, just like I said about Bianca for a while, Montez Ford, the same thing. I want to see these guys go through adversity and give me a reason to care. Montez has been injured and gets jacked and comes back and says that he's amazing, you know, mm-hmm. but maybe if he wins this, loses and goes through the adversity maybe i'll tend to care um but yeah i would just like to see something different uh because if it's austin theory then yeah the match was for nothing 
unless it's just a great match. And then there's this side of it too. Like if Montez wins it, then he's the guy in the tag team with a singles title for no reason because right. they haven't established him trying to do anything on his own. It's not like he's had a series of singles matches. Right. Recently. Right. You know what I mean? A string right. of them. Just all of a sudden he's a tag guy with a singles belt, right. which I think that you need to establish him on his own a little bit. Like he should lose this and tell Dawkins, I was this close and you wouldn't believe the feeling I had. Yeah. You know, I got to yeah. try. I got to do this. Like and we're, to we're always point, together, but I got to do this, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. And to WWE's point, when Montez gets the chance to wrestle as a single, um, be it against the tag partners that they're going to go face, he doesn't always win. So, right. you know, he does, he hasn't had that chance to really flourish or at least make you think, well, maybe. So, um, no, I agree. And that's honestly, that's a great way to play it. Um, not yeah. that, you know, we need tag teams to split up all the time, but if he can if he can really accentuate that feeling of almost grabbing that singles title to his tag partner, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, pretty and I'm cool. not even saying to have them completely split, but have them do re- more single stuff. Yeah, have a reason you know? to do single stuff, for sure. And to be honest, if you played that story out right, even I would think that he could be the right dude to take Gunther's title. Right. You know what I mean? Because right. if he were to say, I know I'm that good, I got to get there. And if he wanted to do it to prove it to himself, he could take down someone like an, like a Gunther and did it. That could make him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And launch yeah. him into this like, dude, he took out Gunther after 300 and 400 days or whatever. Like he built himself to that. Like I could see that and I would even be okay with that. And I might say like, this is the dude. Let's do it. You know? Right. Um, and they could tell that so story. Than, yeah. Tell that story. I could uh, see that there. And with Bronson, if he wins it, he's the only one in there without a story at all. His only story is that he sometimes works for Miz. But he also is the only one in there without a loss. Exactly. But I'm saying that's why giving him the title would be smart. Because then yes. you can have him with the Miz doing some one-on-ones there. Let him take out the Miz. Miz started and say, oh, hey, you know, you wouldn't have got that without me. You know what I mean? Like, let right. Miz be a little asshole and... Let Miz have a couple matches with Bronson, and Bronson like stomps him and moves on and says, "You know what? Don't call me anymore." Right. You know, right. give him something, you know, and then bring in the next thing. All right. What else did you have there? Oh uh, well, we talked about the women's a bit, and it's mm-hmm. to see who's going to face Bianca. And you have Asuka, Liv, Nikki, Raquel, Natty, and Carmella. And I think we talked about this, you know, months ago that Carmella Bianca would be great. Um, that tease of it at the SummerSlam that you went to. Um, this Bianca versus the Carmel that we know would be awesome. I just think Asuka's got to do it, man. Dude, and by this, the way, I think this is the time. I think so too. Yeah, this is this would be good for Asuka. This is the Oscar that we need. Uh, but a quick shout out to Carmella. She came back looking like a million bucks after a ton of personal stuff. They're bringing back the fabulous Carmella. She's moonwalking again. She's singing her song. It's a little bit of a mix of the original F A B U L O U S I N G. I'm just I'm just super excited for her. She's just killing it. I like that gear more than the other gear. Me and Kev said it a bunch of times. For whatever reason, her in pants and the small tops just looks badass. It just looks. Yeah. something special there like especially when she's wrestling in the sneakers and then she was wrestling in like um not exactly lingerie but it was just like the small things with like these thigh high things and sneakers 
it just it always looked good, but it didn't feel the same. So seeing her back in like kind of a mix of all of that, I think it's awesome. And I'm so excited for her and she looks great and she's killing it out there. Her her character work is amazing. She's one of the few who continues character work in match. You know, yes. like a lot of people will yes. pause some of the character work during the match. She will actively do things and say things and respond in a way that boosts her character. You know? Yeah, absolutely. She's she's incredible. I mean, yeah. I wasn't watching at the time and I just I heard her. I heard <laughs> I heard Carmel. Yeah, yeah. You know, I heard her from yeah. the other room. I was like, oh, it's she's the best. She's the best. Okay. I mean, yeah, and I agree with you too. I mean, she's we we kind of talked about this. Uh, I believe it was on the watch along for TLC or uh, maybe Royal Rumble, how mm. we turned into that fashion podcast for a little bit. Yeah. Um, Carmela always has incredibly flattering gear. She's super attractive. She, she never wears anything that's not flattering, but she is one of those that when, when she went from um, the tights to the bodysuit, Mm-hmm. it was the right move when she went from the bodysuit to the pants it was the right move like she always yeah. she always fits well with her character but i do agree with you she is it's almost as if the more she's wearing the more badass she looks yeah yeah she looks, she looks even more athletic when covered up yeah to a degree for yeah. sure yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, she's out um, there, you know, sweatshirt and sweatpants. I mean, she'd probably be even more attractive to me, but uh, she wouldn't look as athletic, you know. <laughs> yeah, but she would super kick someone. You'd be like, God, that bitch is oh, street. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sweatpants and Tim's like Mia Yim would. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, could you imagine Mia Yim and Carmela as a tag team wearing sweatpants, Tim's, and sports bras? Fucking A. Dude, that'd be fucking actually badass, too, because you'd have yeah, Carmella out there moonwalking, and you'd have Mia down right. doing the whole fucking thing right fucking in front of backwards her. hats and everything. It'd be amazing. Let's do it. Yeah, book sick. it. Fantasy book. Bishop is yeah. a man. Tell you everything. Yeah. <laughs> Get it right. Get this shit right. Uh, but I think Oscar's the I mean, for this match. Yeah, you think Oscar too, right? Yeah, she's just she's coming in too strong and too hot, and you got to do it. And we can always get back to every single one of those other women. Because to be honest, there's... Apart from Raquel and no knock on Raquel, there's no woman in there outside of her that I wouldn't love to see actually win a championship at Mania this year. You know what I mean? Like this year specifically beating Bianca would be cool for any given one of them. But when I think about positioning and who's where and what would make the most sense and be the most satisfying, Asuka might be the one because she's consistently loses at Mania. Yeah. My only concern if it was Asuka, Bianca heading to Mania is the promo work. Can they get there on the microphone without ruining the hype? Oscar's insane. Yeah, like remember her back and forth with Carmela. Uh-huh. she didn't even say anything. She just spit up a bunch of goo, and Carmela was like, ew and walks off. But Carmella, <laughs> like you can still do crazy shit. Carmela's good at selling that. That's a good point. Can can Bianca that. step out of character or alter character to mm-hmm. adapt to what Oscar's doing? That's that's, point. that's my concern. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it. Yeah. Uh, what's next on there? Um, we'll, we'll save the big guys for last. Edge and Beth Phoenix versus Judgment Day. Uh, Finn and Ray Ripley. This this would just have to be. Uh, straight up. Edge and Beth Phoenix get it right. Like, I think that's the obvious thing to me. I think Judgment Day needs to win more. 
they need to put down some legends and need to say that they're a force. And they need to say, like, don't fuck around with Judgment Day. I don't care who you are. If Edge gets that feel-good win again, it's just Edge coming back after 30 years saying that no one's as good as they were 30 years ago, right. no matter what. The right. whole point of the Judgment Day was to say, was, and especially when Edge put it together, was here's some young upstarts who have everything they take to just rip apart this whole roster. It's their time. They're here to make the judgment on you. They're putting you right. down. Like right. I think Judgment Day needs it more than Edge and Beth. But when you think about good guy, bad guy dynamics that we're always used to, yes, this is where Edge and Beth get the win and move on. Well, because it, it just wraps up the story from Extreme Rules on how it they, does. you know, they sandwich it. But to be fair, I don't think they told a good enough story of wrapping it all together from Extreme Rules. Sure. Uh, but also, if Judgment Day wins, you can have Edge come out and be like, I'm moving on. I'm not going to be able to take them down. If I was ever going to do it, that was it. I'm not who I used to be. Those guys are a force. Have him even talk to other people while he's doing other stories. Someone gets in a rivalry, like an older guy, like maybe Ray gets a like bumps in judgment day and edge is just like, it's not worth it. Ray, just leave it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, make them look like they're a fucking force to be reckoned with. No, that'd be great. That'd be great. Brock and Bobby. What do you think? I feel like it's gotta be Bobby so bad, but Bobby's been looking so strong that I don't see how Brock doesn't, get at least a win here do you think that you do you do a two-parter you give brock here and you do bobby at mania so they called it the rubber match Mm. and that means that they're one-to-one yeah is that that's true is that the are they both clean i don't remember both matches no because i mean not really because the first one one yeah, Bobby won because Roman hit him with a chair. Right. Brock won. When? What match was that? Was that Rumble or some shit? Uh, I'm going to pull it up now. Give me a second. I know, well, they, and they were in the Elimination Chamber, too. You know, yeah, last Bobby year. got pulled out. Right, because Brock fucking steamrolled him. Yeah. Um. Let's see here. So if they're going to call it the rubber match, then I think it's got to go to Bobby. Because Bobby's got to end up on top on this one. Right. So we have Crown Jewel. Yeah, Crown that's Jewel right. In November. Yeah. Yeah. What was Crown the finish Jewel on it? Do you have it? It's pin. It just says pin. Yeah. Um, but that also says it for Lashley beating Brock Lesnar um, at Royal Rumble last year. So... Um, Yeah, I think it was just a clean one there. I think you give Bobby the clean win here. Yeah. And maybe you go to four and have it really double down on it and get it to Mania 2 and maybe a more vicious match because this is just a regular match. Maybe you do like, hey, maybe he brought goes fucking SummerSlam on him, goes, I want a fucking cow cow on a pole match, you know? Right, right. And if anyone can take the cow off the pole, it's the two of them. Yep. Yeah. And then then swing it by its hind legs to smash the other guy. Those are the guys who can do it. Yep, absolutely. They can create uh, that battleground game for sure. Yes, for sure, for sure. Yeah, the two of them can do it. And then the last one up is the uh, the Roman versus Sammy, which that was the first half of the show. Is yeah. that like? And I think you can go so many ways, man. 
I think Sammy could win. I think Sammy could lose. I think you could have The Rock interfere. I think you could have Kevin Owens interfere. I think you could have no one interfere. I think Jay could interfere. This is the the one, because Sammy is so hot, this is the biggest question mark I think I've ever had on a Roman match in 900 days. 900 days! 900 days in the rain! 900 days! This Saturday, 900 days! I so here's here's what I haven't added into my feelings on this mm. is how good Roman is when the match starts because right now I'm not buying it. I understand what you're saying, but at the end of the day, I just don't buy it, right? But can the match make me believe it? Fuck yeah, it could. Fuck well, yeah, it could. Two weeks ago, when Roman was in the ring. And it ended with Sammy like fucking spearing him and yeah, Aluba yeah. kicking him and just looking like he was. I mean, he caught Roman off guard for one of those right. hits, but another one right. they were face to face, and fucking Roman rolls out after the Haluba kick, holding his jaw like fuck. Yeah. And I think part of it is that yes, there's a massive size difference. Yes, there's a different style of wrestling, but I think part of it is that Sammy is that man that when he sees Roman, his adrenaline's rushing and he's hitting harder, he's running faster. And Roman doesn't have that when he sees Sammy. He sees right. Sammy as another opponent, another piece of shit who got in the way of what he was doing. You know what I mean? That yeah. Sammy's running yeah. off of that heat of adrenaline and anger, you know? Yep. Yep. No, that's it's it's definitely there are definitely two dynamics right now. Um they did a good job showing that Roman's not taking Sammy for granted. Um, mm. He is, he is locked in on Sammy being the next opponent, even by Paul Heyman saying, you guys stay at home. We got this yeah. where that's, that's Roman saying, fuck the bloodline noise. I have a match to take care of. I am yeah. focusing on this solely. I think that's a, a fantastic thing. Cause he did that with drew out in, um, in Cardiff, you yeah. know, so say, same direction for Roman. Um, I do I do like the dynamic that you just laid out, the hyper-intense Sammy, that yeah. that adrenaline going up, but Roman staying calculated. I think that'll be a great dynamic in the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't – I don't see it. It would be incredible if Sammy wins. Not just the pop. I don't need the, you know, the marquee stuff about it. The story they would tell to get us there yeah. would be incredible. Because they did it, they did it last time, you know, at Royal Rumble. They yep. did that story they told at the end of Royal Rumble was fucking incredible. And there's videotape of you to prove it. That's true. That is true. And also the pop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for the marquee stuff. I don't know if you know. Oh, that. absolutely, absolutely. The fucking no, the um, the the two and seven eighths, you know, from Roman yeah. that fucking. It's and you said awesome. you said Royal Rumble, and I got a flashback of last year's Royal Rumble, and one thing we didn't even talk about. What if it's just a flat out DQ? Sammy wins, but he doesn't get the belts. Yeah. Yeah, just like Seth did. Yeah. 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 That would be awesome. A nice callback to Roman's unhingedness when it yeah. came to Seth, when it came to Jay. Um, yeah, that's you might have just ruined Elimination Chamber for me. Because he yeah. could do it. He could easily not stop and get DQ'd. A yeah. thousand percent. You say this isn't even about that. Yeah. You know, this you is know, about my and this family. too. I want to apologize to the five listeners and 150 viewers of this show. Yeah. 
we got so you said it at the beginning of our year end awards. Does it seem like 2022 was like three years long? Yeah. We glossed over Elimination Chamber last year. The pay-per-view that took place in Saudi that gave us Lita versus Becky, that gave yeah. us a women's elimination chamber match in Saudi, the, the women representation across the board. When Lita came back on Raw for the cage match and we're leading into elimination chamber, like all the memories just flooded back to me of what happened at the beginning of 2022. That was yeah. an epic pay-per-view in itself. That was the one that like we should have spotlighted at the end of the year saying, hey, remember Elimination Chamber, how epic it was for WWE and Saudi and women representation and even just all the performances? Because that was the uh, – wasn't that the Brock, uh, the, the Goldberg-Bobby match too? Or that was Goldberg-Roman. Yeah, Gold- no. Goldberg-Roman was at that one. I think Goldberg-Bobby was Goldberg, – that was Goldberg Bobby. It was the false kind anywhere or whatever. And they fucking speared him off of the, the walkway. And that was also the Seth and edge hell in a cell. And yeah. Yeah. With Jessica Carr in there is the, yeah. the ref for it. Like, yeah, yeah. That was massive. Uh, but yeah, I think that, yeah, you could easily, and you could even call back to rumble too. If Roman is just beating the shit out of Sammy and gets disqualified, handcuffs yeah. him to the thing. And then KO comes out and saves Sammy. Same thing. Yeah, the you know. same kind of brother dynamic that Jay and Jimmy had at Hell in a Cell uh, during that with the tie-in from the Rumble with everything. Just loop it all together. I mean, that's the levels yeah. of stories they've been telling. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's insane. Because we haven't seen KO since, right? Nope. And where would he KO recover? Since. Where would he recover? At home. Yeah. And on top of that, they didn't actually lay out Kevin Owens that way. Like, I mean, they beat him up. But they didn't actually right. start hitting him with the chair. The chair shots were all for Sammy. So it's not like he needs months and months to recover kayfabe. It's not like they slammed right. him through this, that, and the other thing. Right. They just kicked him in the face a few times. Whatever. I ain't kicked him in the face all the time. <laughs> Don't yeah, but <laughs> you ever been kicked in the face by twins? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's the twin dynamic. It's twin, dynamic. twin magic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, man, let's wrap this up. Let's do last call. I got more stuff to record today. Today is a busy day on my microphone, so we're going to go ahead and uh, do last call. We'll be back tomorrow for a brand new episode one, but I think that you are not going to be here next week, so unless you tried to, unless we try to fucking weasel it so you can come back and talk Elimination Chamber, you have to see how that plays out. Otherwise, we'll see you in a couple weeks, huh? Well, we'll talk. You know, yeah. we'll talk. If if there's a way to make it work, I'll make it work. I absolutely love coming on here with you. Um, TWTakesPodcast.com is back up. I did yep. it. I figured it out. So <laughs> go on there. There's a little media player from iHeartRadio that has a preview of the podcast. You can listen there. Uh, find it all platforms. Terrible Wrestling Takes Podcast will be around at some point. Until then, I just love coming on here and talking shit with my buddy. So thank you for having me, sir. Yeah, thank you, and thank you to all the drinking buddies in the chat today and coming through and watching with us and all that and having a drink with us. I'm at Ref Marsh. We're at WTR The Show. This has been an episode one, and we'll be back right here in the die bar of the IWC for a brand new episode one. Probably tomorrow, I guess. Cheers. That's the last call. Hey, producer lady here. Thanks for tuning in. Continue to support us or buy us a drink by following and putting the I in subscribe on Twitch. Or subscribe and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us. Cheers!
I would never have a drink with wrestling on the rock.